Oh, hype droppers of the world. Thank you guys for listening. This is episode 26. We are a half year of episodes deep. And that's exciting stuff. And uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Let's get this thing popping right now. A little pop. Pop it off on a Tuesday morning. Three in the morning, I'm on do not stir. My last little fling, I put that shit in the dirt. Pop by the car, squeeze. I can hear my ex calling. Don't know why my ex calling. Why the fuck my ex calling? Don't know why my ex calling. I can see my ex calling. Hold up, why my ex calling? Don't know why my ex calling. Why the fuck my ex calling? Hmm. I can see my ex calling. Oh no, now my next calling. I don't know why I stress all of them. I just want the best out of them. Oh, we been through some things, yeah. Thought I could restrain you. Yeah. I don't want to train you. Yeah. Oh, man, that's six lakh. Yeah. That's lakh. What up? I actually still don't know how to pronounce whatever his uh the artist title is with the x calling x calling baby it's no new jam and uh hope you guys like that one it's tuesday we just recorded a podcast myself and valentin he was our surprise guest last week he's the og original guest this week and uh he's just a young young 26 year old 26 years old 26 episodes deep we found that out and uh, just really a pleasure to have him on the podcast. Obviously, um, if you guys know anything about the fig controversy, we've it's been a hot topic for a number of months now in the parkour community and something we've addressed on the podcast a few times before. Um, and Valentin was actually, uh, was actually our first guest to have, you know, some legitimate up close experience with the competitions. And so... Uh, most of the podcast, we talked about that whole situation, his experiences, you know, working or competing inside the fig competitions and um, and just all of our thoughts on the whole issues. And and it's very, very fig heavy discussion today. So I hope you're ready for that. If you guys are interested in that, this is going to be the episode for you. Um, and, and if not, and it, it, hopefully you want to learn about it because that's what we talked about most of the time. Um, a couple of other fun things, obviously, we always take some tangents in there, but uh, just giving you guys a heads up. We were talking about that young fig issue and, uh, and it's a complicated issue. So obviously it takes a long time to, to hash things out and hash out our ideas on it. Um, but thank you guys for supporting the podcast with your viewership. Um, we have some patrons already on the podcast. We had a Patreon launch last week and, uh, I just can't th- thank you guys enough. The, the three people that are already patrons. I don't know if I, I shout them out at the end of the podcast, so I'll just leave it out for them, but I'll keep you guys anonymous for now, just in case you, you want some privacy. I don't know, but it's too late. I already shouted you out at the end of the podcast. But I love you guys that are patrons already. I can't thank you enough. It means so much. Everyone that's you know helped this place, this this place, this parkour, uh, this podcast. God damn it! Can't get my p words in, in order. This podcast helping you get all the help you guys have given to help it grow and, and gain some traction. Like, I don't know. It, it just means the world. So again, thank you guys. If you want to learn more about how to do that or what you, you know, might want to take advantage of in the description, we do have some sponsor links. Um, 
they're 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 available there for you for you to maybe take advantage of, maybe earn some investments, get some products or supplements and stuff that I have found useful in my life. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. It's always in the description. And um, we're getting really excited about this week. We got the international popping off this weekend. And um, I might have to do another episode this week, just a double double week episode because there's so much happening. There's going to be so many people in town. I'm hoping to get some good interviews with some of these other guys that I well, rarely have access to. Um, so look out for that later this week. But for now, please enjoy the wonderful from from France, from Paris, France. Oh, gee, man, the fucking tempting dark the tall dark and he's sitting next to me as i'm doing this intro the tall dark and rom- sexual man the <laughs> valentin on the podcast here we go all righty all righty yeah here we are that's it yeah yeah we're gonna start right now okay you ready wait i'm ready surprise attack on you right now with the the episode beginning what are we at, dude? This is the 26th episode. Congratulations. That's, that's a semi-annual episode celebration. That's my age. You're 26. Yeah, I am. Beautiful. Beautiful age. <laughs> it's the prime of your life, man. You're yes. just about to enter the prime, actually. I don't even think you've hit your prime yet. Probably not. I still progress to this I think day. maybe prime starts at 26, though. I think so, yeah. Usually when you look at the athlete's career, it's like about 25 that they start to peak or prime like in gymnastic for example Mm. 25 is like the most they go to most of the time track and field about 29 30 yeah are you feeling like you're peaking are you primed out right now do you feel like at your prime at your best i'm feeling like i'm better than i was like i just keep progressing so if i keep progressing but sometimes i'm scared like i have this because people are like talking a lot of shit (laughs) so people are always like oh watch out for injury oh how long do you think you can keep on doing this and that's Uh, something even though i know better it still got to me some Mm -hmm. of that word that's why i tried to be with i had the opposite what do you I, mean? Everyone was telling me like, yeah, we're going to be all sustainable and it's all good. And then like I ran into injuries and I was like, oh, I guess it's not, you have to really pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to pay <laughs> I mean, I knew that. Attention. I'm just teasing, but I'm also just like, uh, I think people also sometimes encourage, I don't know, there's both sides. It isn't sustainable if you do it the wrong way, obviously. But I've actually made some comeback training sessions with you in town dude it's been like it's been great having yes, you around you dude. beat been... my record on the speed trial <laughs> just like that dude i had to come in and just just see see if i still got it yeah you do still got, got it. something but that was hometown advantage as well i'm used to that gym i think it's uh well yeah it is an advantage but still and i i couldn't do lache that's really that's that if there is like some lache in the comp that might take me out definitely because mm. I, ca- I can do lashy with like one swing, but I cannot like jump, jump into the lashy. Into the lashy, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the next level. A lot of people struggle with that because bars, you kind of have to have a gym to practice yeah. it. And like if you don't have a gym with bars, tree branches are pretty rarely like the right size or diameter or they're pointed at anything interesting so that you can actually train your techniques outside. Yeah, even the street workout park may use, but usually the bars are far away from each other, like too far from Lachey to one to the other. Mm-hmm. Or and way too close, so you can't get any swing, close. and you're yeah, just like, yeah, this yeah. is bullshit. Eight feet minimum, that's what I say. Eight feet. There of- should be no permanent bars in any gym that are eight feet, they're within eight feet of each other, closer than eight feet. Okay, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you never need that. That's like one of my principles of gym design which 
what the fuck do I know? But I am you know, you partially know. experienced in in designing apex um, obstacles here and there, and uh, and working with um, a new gym potentially in the future. Really? <laughs> is that is that a secret? Um, no, it's not really a secret. I talked about it before. Um, I'm really? working with. Uh, I, don't, I just don't know how much Lorena wants to talk about it, but Lorena okay, okay. is putting together like a sick gym, and she's she's. I've been lucky enough to have an opportunity to help them out with that, and okay. it's really exciting. Sweet Probably gonna in, be awesome in Florida, yeah, yeah. in uh, Texas. In Texas, mm-hmm. why Texas? Why? Yeah, uh, I think that's where her family. Okay, like has, you know. I thought she was from foundation. Florida. Um, she I, she definitely like it. yeah. She's definitely grown. I think she's lived in Florida for a long time, but you know, with the gorilla boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, exactly. Gorilla hops. Gorilla hops. Gorilla boys. Okay, but yeah, she talked about it actually in a video where she was talking about fighting fig, what we can do, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And in that video, she said that with the money she earned, she will build her own community and a gym, and she's working about doing this with her family. <coughs> I remember now. She's a real hero. Yeah, she's, she's invested, a true PK huh? hero. I think. Oh putain! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think like I respect the hell out of her. I think she like was one of the hardest working people that works for the community. And for herself, but yeah. she's really, really good she's representative really good for too. our community. Really good. I, uh, yeah, we're lucky to have her. She's beautiful. Beautiful, very yeah. talented. She hates she me a little sing, bit. She can sing, she can dance. Why does she hate you? Because <laughs> she was at the competition in Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And because her boyfriend is doing BMX, so she oh. was there also. Was BMX getting added? Are in- they trying to... They already did, or no, 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 no. They're, they're what's going on? What's with what? Okay, fees, 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 fees has the BMX stuff. Fees okay, yeah, has the BMX, and fees is also working with parkour and with gymnastic. Mm, and yeah. then we can get into the detail of that. But basically, Lorena was there, and she saw me, and she was like, "Hey, Valentine!" Like super jaded, like uh, yeah. <laughs> like she said, "Hello." Disappointed in you for participating? Yeah, probably think? disappointed in me, and also she kept saying to her boyfriend like, oh, don't you, don't you think he looks like Mitch? And he, she said that like, I don't know, five five times. Like well, that's maybe, not an insult really, is it? I think, I think it's, nice it can be bothering. <laughs> like when you keep, it's oh, like- if you just like Yeah, keep I compared. think she was trying to, to make a point. Mm. But anyway, she's still very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she's listening. So. <laughs> we'll see. Do you know if she's listening to the podcast? I don't know. She's probably too busy. She's like killing it, crushing it everywhere. But hope so. We, I'm really lucky to have Lorena on as a guest or yeah. as an audience member one day. Shout out to Lorena. Shout out, Lorena. We love you. Shout Even out though to you hate Valentin. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Even though he's no just hate. N- yeah, yeah. You do look like Mitch a little bit. Sorry, man. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and when a guy told Mitch that Mitch was looking like me and he was upset. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's when you turn it around on him. Nice, yes. nice. Okay, so what what are we here to talk about? What did you want me to on, on the podcast? <clears throat> well, I wanted you on the podcast because you're my friend and you're funny and you're interesting and you do parkour and you have a lot of other interesting things about you and you're French and you have a cool accent and you're, I don't know, lots I'm, of good reasons. I'm in love with the Danish girl. You're in love with the Danish girl. Mm. You always talk about love. I love that. You're like, <laughs> you're a romantic guy. I like, I like that you're around just like being, being all French and shit. Like it makes me feel a little more at home because uh, I feel like sometimes I forget that I'm part French and then I wonder why I'm weird. Um, oh, it's because you're French. That's I why guess you're weird. I guess part of it is why I'm French, is, or part of why I'm weird is why I'm, because I'm French. I think. Yeah, probably. Or I'm I'm pretty weird in France too. So. Mm, okay. Well. Shit. You know. 
But and then of course the other thing is you you said that you were down to talk about some some other important stuff happening in yes. the community. Obviously related to Fig, this is the first time I've had the opportunity to talk to somebody who's been directly involved with one of these events that Fig has put on, and I just wanted to hear like yeah. more about what you thought of the event, and, like what your whole experience has been with working you know, inside that organization and your whole thoughts on all the controversy. Okay, but I think it's very important to start with the beginning. You know, why did I, what, what happened, you know? Okay, so we're in 2017. Perfect. Apex International announced a big competition in Montpellier, a, a place in France where mm -hmm. I live. I live in France, in the Paris area. We get all excited with my friend, with Mehdi, with Charles also. Kashal was supposed to be in it by default. Yeah, he yeah. was. He had qualified the year before, or he, he qualified online. Online, yeah. He did our online qualifier. So we all were excited about it, and we all wanted to do it. And then, flash news: Apex is pulling out of the comp. Uh, many reasons why. I had the opportunity to talk a little bit with Ryan and um, and Amos earlier at the gym maybe mm -hmm. you, you you were there we had a little chat about it um i think i was out okay doing something basically but yeah. I, I wanted to understand okay why did you guys pull out what happened etc so basically they were supposed to so apex was supposed to have the hand on the design of the course the naming of the the competition uh the rec like all the parkour side of thing apex was supposed to be like the main guy working on it right by contract they were trying to do mm -hmm. a contract making them sign the contract but they saw little by little that that was not going to happen and that fig was kind of lying to them or not telling them everything or doing stuff from behind yeah, they play both sides you know yeah there is a weird politic tricks on this one like that whole controversy where Charles and david were working against the other founder and trying to pull them out of the the movement associations there was a lot of weird shit going on at this point yeah and it was hard to see what was right what was wrong and so apex pulled out but then we know that they are still going to do the comp anyway and we see all the athletes pulling out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, my goal is to be parkour world champion. Like when I say that, I mean to have the caliber of winning a speed a speed running competition against the best. Like, even though mm -hmm. if I don't win uh, Apex International or NAPC, to know that I can win, it's more than enough for me. To know that I mm -hmm. have the skill, of course, that I want to win. you're competing with the elite, to know that yeah. you're one of those members yeah. of like... That I'm as yeah. good. Yeah, that's like my main goal right now. Cool. Um, so I see that and I'm, I see that from afar and I see everybody get going mental about this whole story. And I'm thinking to myself, I've seen that before somewhere and I've seen that, that old drama somewhere else. And I saw it with the first parkour brand when people stir, first started to do mm. parkour clothing, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I saw people in France or in, in other side of the world like, oh yeah, if you wear parkour clothing, you're a sellout, it's not mm -hmm. supposed, you're not supposed to make money out of parkour. And I see that and I'm like, yeah, they're right, parkour should be free, <laughs> na, na, na. And then yeah. I see the first people teaching right? The first wave of yep. teaching parkour. Yeah, you should not teach parkour because I learned by myself with no one teaching me. And that's how everybody should learn. And you should not, when you teach, you are, you are changing the mentality of the sport. Mm. And I see that and I'm like, oh yeah, they're right. Yeah, it's yeah, changing yeah, yeah. the mentality of the sport. <laughs> and then I see the first parkour come. Th this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It, it Every stage of the way, it's yeah. been like. 
All these problematic Problematic. uh, ideas and debates and new arrival into the world of parkour were were being accepted into mainstream. Like now, Mm -hmm. competition is is in the sport. Many people choose to compete. Many people choose not to compete. There is, in my opinion, mostly... Um, negative effect on the sport as uh, on the value. Uh, we talked about it on the other podcast mm-hmm. with uh, with my myself, the emotion it brings into me. Uh, but it's very good for business, for example. If you want to grow your business, uh, you want to make event, impressive event, attract the public and maybe attracting them to teach them your real message through parkour, that mm-hmm. might be a good, good idea to organize a comp. But that was not the... The main debate. So I see that and I see everybody's going mental about it. And I'm thinking, is this going to be the same thing that happened like uh, for the comp, for the clothing, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm thinking, you know what? Fuck you, everyone. I am going to do the comp and I will see by myself what's up over there. Mm. You know, even okay. though all my friends don't want me to go, even though peop- I'm, I did receive a lot of hate message on Instagram, like, mm-hmm. why are you competing? No, no, no. Um, and uh, and I'm like, no, I will go. So back in May 2017, so mm-hmm. a year ago, I I sent a message to uh, Florian, which is one of the guys who's in charge of the parkour fig stuff. And I say, look, I want to participate. No, 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 how can I do that? And then they tell me that it's too late. I cannot participate. Uh, but if they do another comp, they will contact me, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and that whole thing passed. Many people start to voice their reason why why they don't want to go with Fig. So Lorena was a big voice in that. Yep. Uh, Rene, uh, Joendo also talked a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, many many people. All the founder of Arch Déplacement, Yamakasi, William Bell, uh, Chao, and everyone mm-hmm. talked about why it was wrong to work with them. Um, Did you have any? Like, how did those arguments land on you what, as you were still interested in, it, in doing the, it? The arguments are definitely, I mean, there is, it seems like this fake stuff seem more harmful than anything else. Mm-hmm. So far, I have, I want to say so far, because we don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Is the project going to fail? Are the people in charge going to change, which is kind of what's going on right now? You know how is it? Uh, but we're gonna get there, yeah, of yeah. course. But first, I saw these messages, and I and I agree with a hundred percent with what's being said. Mm-hmm. Yes, if Fig is part of the thing, they're probably gonna, they may be competition against other businesses. Mm-hmm. Like for example, in France, what if uh, there is the Federation of Parkour, Fédération Française de Parkour, and you have the Fédération de G- of Gymnastic, FFG. So what happens if FFG is doing their own parkour stuff and they are legitimately recognized by the government and then all the work that's been done by Fédération de Parcours is being destroyed. You know, that's yeah, wrong. That's, yeah. There is no other um, idea that this is wrong. It should not happen. Yeah. Uh, but can they do it? Are they going to do it? Probably yes, probably no. 
there is a lot of different stuff, but more chance yes than no. I have to be yeah. honest. It's speculation, yes. but it's like, why wouldn't they? they yeah. If they can, why wouldn't they? What, yeah. You know, there's money there. There's control there. There's money. And they're failing also. Yep. And like, that's the whole reason they're interested in parkour in the beginning. You know, it's like, why, why are they even here? Why are they paying attention to, but that's to what a we very have? good question. So that, yeah. that's something I can answer to you. So, but, but going yeah. back to this, so I received a message in, uh, March, 2018. So almost, uh, six, seven, nine months after my first communication with mm -hmm. them. And they're like, you look Val, we, we like the, I send them my Instagram, what I've been doing, etc. They're like, Oh, we're interested in you have coming to Japan. Are you down to, and I say, right away yes because mm -hmm. my goal was to go there see what's up who are they what's going on over there who is the guys in fees who are the guys in fig uh, you know who are these bad boys that everybody everybody talks about mm -hmm. uh, so i received a message i go there and um first of all the organization was really chaotic I, uh, like about the train ticket, the plane ticket, like it was all last minute, very complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, I received my ticket, I think two days before I leave for Japan. Hopefully I, I don't need a visa, but uh -huh. some people needed visa. It got yeah, yeah. very complicated very quickly. Um, we got there, same thing for the hotel. It was a bit sketchy, but still we got a hotel for food. It was really sketchy too. Like the organization was not on point. Yeah. Um, then we get to the camp. I saw, I see Lorena and everybody, mm -hmm. and uh, they they kind of were not clear about the rules. They kind of change it on and off. Uh, like, do we have to go uh, around the stuff? Is there one special way to do it, etc. A lot of stuff happened. Um, but mainly they, and then we, we got the opportunity to speak with Watanabe, Watanabe, the big boss, okay? So we yep. had like a one hour, two hour discussion with him to explaining him what was wrong with this whole thing, what people were scared of, et cetera, et cetera. So why, why is gymnastics interested in parkour? It's a long story, but the main thing is that when Watanabe was elected, mm -hmm. was elected president, he went to all the other places where there is gymnastics, like he had a world trip and he went to Sweden. And when he goes to Sweden, they show him a parkour facility and he's like, why, this is not gymnastic, why you guys show me parkour? It looks awesome, but still it's not gymnastic. And then he's being, the Swedish people tell him that uh, uh, gymnastic and parkour have been working together very closely and that it works really well and everybody's really happy about the collaboration between gymnastic and parkour. So I don't know exactly the detail, how it works, but they all seem to find their balance in that in, in that sweden. Uh, in sweden in sweden in sweden the swedes they got it made i they guess got they it, got they it made in the shade peaceful they got them swedish delights beautiful girl in sweden beautiful too girls. shout out to all the sexy <laughs> ladies in sweden <laughs> sophie if you listen yeah uh, yeah wait um sophie oh now i finally know her name yeah i oh, know um oh that's the danish girl yeah. you got swedes girls danish girls now there's a girl all called, your girls called sophie and uh she's playing video game Oh, okay. I sent her a message, but she never answered me. Too bad, huh? Damn, she's probably doing gymnastics and parkour at the same time. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So basically, Watanabe sees that and he's, he thinks to himself, okay, this is great. Let's do that in the whole world. Let's make parkour work with gymnastics everywhere. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, parkour is, gymnastics is going to make a lot of money. Parkour is going to grow. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be happy. Yeah. That's what he thought, you know? That's what he said he thought, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What do we really know what's going on in his head? Of course, exactly. only what he can tell us. And, and you but see, it's, it's, 
I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, at least for my my own like thought, mm. like for my own thinking. Let's not imagine him as being evil necessarily. Imagine I mean, him as having good the good intentions, the right intentions. To to me, that doesn't it seems make like it, a, that doesn't really matter to me anyways. Like that, what is it? The the road to evil is paved with good intentions. Is like the the saying, right? What does it the mean? Road, just like it doesn't matter if your intentions are good, you can still wind up in a really bad spot. So even if his intentions are good, like uh, commend him for not being evil if that's the case. But it doesn't really have bearing on on what might happen in the the stakes. So. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because, yeah. again, to me, it's of no, if it's really of no consequence if he has the good intentions or the bad intentions. What's what's happening is really what you know. I think we need to concern ourselves with. So, so basically, um, we talk with him and he explains us that story. He's like, "Yeah, I saw that. I think it's great." And when then I I try to explain him, but look, there are people that have been working for years, like maybe ten years, on developing parkour in their own community. They have business now. They start to be recognized by the government, mm -hmm. like a UK. Like what's going to happen with parkour edu? That's the that's the goal, I think, to to get into. Uh, to get officially recognized by the government. Yep. Um, France has been working a lot also on getting recognized, etc., uh, etc. Et and I tell him, look, these people are scared that their business are going to fail because of what you guys are gonna do. What if you guys, because they are implanted, implanted everywhere in the world, what if you build a parkour education system or educate or parkour whatever competition thing and your project will be definitely more accepted by by the country by the state the government than a federation that's still struggling even though they've been working a lot and they probably will do better job to be honest mm -hmm. because like for example apex you know been doing calm they understand it they're actual yeah. and they are actual time people. practitioners exactly yeah. Exactly. So I tried to explain that and he doesn't, he didn't seem to get it or maybe he was pretending, but he, he didn't get, he didn't understand why would a uh, federation that's struggling not be happy to be supported by a big federation. He didn't understand, you mm. know, to him it was like, no, it, they should be really happy that we want to help them. And basically his whole idea was like, look, I want parkour people to be in charge of parkour. So basically, it's like it's it's paying right mm -hmm. i don't it, i don't understand exactly how that can work but i guess the idea is like to employ parkour people to be in charge of the parkour federation yep. of gymnastic so i think that's the goal ultimately and then he left and there was another girl um who was working at fig who was really nice and she's uh, one of the person responsible for communication and i t i I told her, look, people are really shit scared of you guys just destroying their business and um, and you know, taking over uh, the parkour. Yeah. And she told me that even if they would want to, they could not do it. That FIG was still a small organization. I mean, that's what she said. And that it will be so much work to track down every, like if, like let's say they open, they do their parkour official thing, and then they need to track down all the parkour companies and to be like, to be like, hey, uh, you need to, um, you need to you be in compliance now. with like, yeah, our. And that will be impossible. That will be so much work, so complicated. Yeah. So, well, one. Well, I mean, I'm not going to argue against you know because you're not the person to argue with necessarily. Yeah, yeah but, but like obviously, me, yeah. like the even if they don't slap on the wrist, even if they like, that'd be really bad if we actually had to be in compliance with their standards, you know, that's what people don't want. But even if they don't have to be, even if it's private versus like a government funded Olympic style program, 
like you said earlier, the competition the, is the, not fair. The yeah, the, there's too much funding. You know, the the Olympic Committee and the IOC. You know, the I, FIG. Maybe they're a smaller organization, but they're backed by the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, and they're backed by you know billions of dollars of disposable revenue potentially that they could like pump into. You yeah, know, they have a like, lot of money for they, sure. Yeah, for whatever you know, whatever they want to do, and like ultimately, it's it doesn't have to be. It does. It's not hard for them to like throw enough money at at something to like kind of match at least on face value at, at surface value, or at the face of it, whatever. I'm like, I can't say. I know right what you words, mean. I know what you mean. Um, it would look to the consumer, like the average person that doesn't, that's just learning or hearing about parkour. Like you said, they might just go, oh, here's this, there's official program and they will ignore the private programs. Probably. You yeah. Know? That's and, probably what's going to, what, and what they probably happen. want, you know, parents ultimately like maybe not need, need more education and everyone needs more education on what the IOC and the Olympics is really um, about. Maybe if, maybe that's that's part of the equation to help the the world out and help all these athletes out because i do genuinely see his point i see like why watanabe would want to say um you know you guys should be stoked like yes this is like a this is a platform it already exists we're going to help you guys grow and you don't have you can skip all the steps that it took to get here you know but is you know and you know in an ideal world maybe it, it is good opportunities for everybody but then it always comes down to like well we're now you're gonna have people higher up the chain that are gonna be dictating certain things and you you relinquish control of like the direction of the sport at yeah. that point to someone who doesn't necessarily practice even even if it is a good opportunity with with Watana what's it, how do Watanabe. you pronounce it Watanabe Mori Watanabe Mori Watanabe Sama <laughs> uh, he he's never done parkour and. No, he's not a parkour guy. No, he's, he's, so you know, for someone I, who doesn't understand it, that's how you get that's how you get goofy rules in in a competition. That's how you get things. And then, contrarily, you could say, well, whatever. Then, then the private industries will have to show up and and produce a better product, and then everyone will go there, and it goes back and forth. But yeah. you know, but about that that thing, basically, and also what Maurice was talking about a lot was that he wants parkour people to be in charge of. The, the thing so that's basically what's happening slowly and they try to recruit parkour people to to get in in um, to to make that happen in every country so but what's interesting sorry i don't want to yes, like, go ahead what's interesting is like the parkour people the real the hardest the hardest like the people with the most credentials don't want to work no, with them they don't want to so yeah. now they're putting people in that are like less credentialed but i guess they're parkour um, certified somehow or like mm-hmm. they have like some kind of merit to being a uh, representative of, of the community but less so which is yes so then it's like all right now we're getting maybe a more disorganized more inexperienced people at the helm which i guess it's better than less you know they still have more experience than some random gymnastics dude or some guy who doesn't care about any of it and just like is working for the committees and just you know some kind of um just but I, I think ultimately or, the people who goes, for example, me, if I go to this camp, is not for the community. It's for my own selfish 
uh, goals of you know becoming stronger, training, traveling, yeah, yeah. getting money so I can come, for example, here in Colorado. Um, because because when you go there, they don't pay you. Okay, that's something that maybe people don't know. Uh, when you go at the at the fig stuff, so you're invited because you're quote unquote famous mm -hmm. uh, or good enough to compete. And uh, and you, because also you want to because let's not forget that the the top speed runners were probably not there at the comp. Foski uh, obviously really good uh, speed runner. Yeah. I mean uh, he, he proved it again at Hop the Block. He got second place against like Joe Endo and mm. uh, top top guys. Um, so Foski was there, but other than that. No one really like, for example, you weren't there. Dylan wasn't there. Joe Endo wasn't there. Uh, Mitch wasn't there. Uh, Pedro Salgado wasn't there. He was there as a judge, but not as a competitor because also he wanted to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So the top guys don't want to be involved in this um, gymnastic stuff. So that backs up what you said about people who are half um, credential. Credential. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but once you go there, basically you have the prize money. And the prize money are, are pretty big. Like we talk about like 6,000 euros for first place, something like that. It's in and Swiss that's, franc. That's easily that's as big as any any parkour competition, pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty much on par with at least the biggest ones. I think way back, maybe like when Tim Sheaf was competing, one of those Barclay card competitions, they might've had a little more prize money, but this is pretty much as big as it gets right now. Yeah, I think even in Red Bull, they don't even have prize money. No, or it's not that much. I don't even it know might what be you like, win. It might be like, uh, it might be half that for first place, I yeah, think, you if see. there is prize money. So that that's how basically they're gonna attract people and that's how they have attract people. Uh, but basically, if you win, you get the prize money. If you're in top three, you get some money, but if not, you just get a free trip and mm. yeah, a parkour comp which is awesome. I yeah. mean, to be honest, now for me, me, I'm not so famous. I'm not invited to uh, events and I don't do a lot of shows or yeah. um, even though I work my butt off, I don't get many uh, jobs like this. Uh, so it was like a big opportunity for me to be able to travel mm -hmm. to Japan, you know, for example, or uh, in Montpellier, but Montpellier is in France. So that's what happened. As an athlete, you go there, you compete, you earn some money if you win or not, and then you go back home. Yep. I mean that's pretty much it. They don't they don't pay you in advance to yeah. to, uh, to be there and just to be that's there. That's been the standard for all parkour competition yeah, yeah. for the most part, right? No like, competition to work. You know, you might be get, you might be able to get some money out of your sponsors if you have sponsors yes. to aid you to supply food and board or your trip, pay for your flights, maybe even pay you just to be there and compete. But um, that's not necessarily like that's kind of like par for the course right now for yeah. us as, as competitors. But um, coming back to that discussion we had in Hiroshima with Mori Watanabe and, uh, and Stephanie, she also told us something very interesting. She told us that people in gymnastic are not happy about parkour. Mm -hmm. that people, I've heard this as well. People that are, for example, in trampoline, in uh, rhythmic gymnastic, um, in many other different sports don't want parkour to come. Yeah, I just had to close this. Yeah, yeah. It will be cut out. So they don't want parkour to be involved because uh, FIG is injecting a lot of money on parkour because they pay FIS, FIS, which is uh, the the Festival International des Sports Extremes, the festival where all this happens. Because basically FIS 
uh, offer them a platform to showcase their competition, yeah. right? And it's like a big platform. Fizz is like, like the huge. European X Games, basically. Kind of, yeah, but you know, they go everywhere. Like, huh? They go they to go Canada. Everywhere. They're like, they're like one of those things, though. Like X Games, Dew Tour, yeah. Fizz is like in that realm. Yeah, it's big. And apparently. it's a little more international and it has like. Sometimes it's like depending on the sport, they might have like the best athletes, and sometimes they have like kind of like the l- lesser known athletes. It seems like uh, in because BMX like, they have the best. In the athletes, BMX they yeah. have the best. In skateboarding they have some more unknowns. Ah, in, the, I didn't in, know the, that. in the skateboarding, like the biggest athletes go to the X Games or street league skateboarding. For why, example, why do they not go to Fizz? You know, because it's it's too it's newer maybe. Okay, and it's not the best competition for them, or they they haven't you know. They, they probably fees I don't know I don't know why fees maybe fees is focusing on like what they can do best and they're like you know what no one's really doing BMX competition the best yet so we can do that we can own that space whereas like competition in skateboarding is already you know they already have X Games do tour and yeah, the street league stuff, skateboarding yeah. like really lots of it's a hard market to get a hold of maybe whereas there's less competition in the BMX maybe, market yeah. you know and they're just like let's just get in we'll have our skateboarding event but we won't necessarily focus on getting you know or maybe they invite all the best athletes they can but they can't afford them maybe you know like a, a lot of the guys in skateboarding make really good money yes so you know they're like ah, i'm not going anywhere unless you pay me 60 Which is grand right. just to show Which up is, you, know? Uh, you know that and that's good and that's that's why like that's why you can see like even though even though gymnastics you know we're all very worried potentially about the the ramifications of, of what you know olympic involvement in parkour can be but <clears throat> ideally or even like theoretically or whatever just like even even on like a worst case scenario like there should just be more opportunities generally for athletes and that can be good that can be good it yeah, can be the, bad but it can be like the problem it drives is that the, it drives the competition to get the best athletes to your event that like that market is is not a bad thing to have big for because then you know then olympics are competing with but that's that's the problem, I guess, right? Because then the Olympics can throw mad money at you to get you there, and and not necessarily put on the best event. Whereas like these grassroots competitions are going to be struggling to to pull the best athletes in sometimes. Definitely, and that argument of, um, for example, me, I started to feel it a little bit. It's true that when you do a comp, like for example, I did the one in Montpellier, and I got third place, and I got some money because of that, and I, and it was like bigger than. Then I don't know. I think the first place in uh, NAPC is one thousand dollars. I mm-hmm. think it's something like that. Uh, it shifts around. I yeah. think like every year it's. But been it like- was more than that for for getting third place uh, in a comp where I got invited and you know yeah. and it, then it's it becomes a bit. You think oh wait I could invest more time and training into this comp, or I could just try to travel to a place, pay my own money, pay my own food, maybe sleep somewhere in a gym, on the floor somewhere, uh, compete, maybe win, maybe not. And you know, it's like, for example, I had two other comps that I, for example, I didn't go to Hop the Block, one of the reasons because of that, because I didn't want it to pay my flight, go there, compete. Uh, yeah. And it was going to be a really hard competition because the top guys are gonna be there. So for me, it's a lot. It's like, why would I go there? You know, and also it's a real stress factor for me, at least every time I compete, it's like a huge stress, a huge um, re-questioning whether I win or lose. It's mm-hmm. always like, okay, what did I do wrong? Should I, no, no. I mean, anyway, that's another topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But coming back to this, yeah, the argument that it's good opportunities for athlete is a good and a not good c- yeah. argument because yes, it's good for athlete for a small, very small percentage of, of the parkour population. Yeah. Like the people who really are top level and wants to compete and pushes the love the game. I think I'm, I'm putting people like Dom in that category. Category, For example, Dom Tomato never won anything, but he's like one of the most, yeah. the people who has pushed the, the parkour scene the most in the recent, like, two years with the 100 the jumps he did yeah he's he, even his tie all the front flip pre no one was front flip pre kung fu, kung, kung front flipping pre <laughs> stuff like him before he really pushed something and he's like in this cat athlete category but it's like should because this small percentage percentage of the population wants to uh, have happier and na- nicer life should everybody else pay for for that For example, I want to go to this competition. Mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity for me. But does that mean that the whole other community should suffer from it? Does it mean that uh, Apex should pay for this? uh, um, Origin should pay for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the local association should pay for this? And I think not. I think it's a very selfish and destructive uh, path I'm on, for sure. Mm. but so yeah, in in uh, that's what they talked to us. And it was really interesting to see that even inside Fig, there was some debate whether or not they wanted to keep going with parkour. That was like really interesting. I didn't even know that was possible, and that also there were some 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 unsettled things, you know, between the people in charge of the parkour uh, commission of fig and fig itself apparently there is stuff they don't really know understand there is many miscommunication Uh, there's only one guy who's in charge of the communication so he has a lot to deal with and he's always busy and he doesn't answer on time so it's really complicated it's a it's a quite a mess um so we went there and uh also something really weird that happened in hiroshima was that charles and david were, were really um distant Mm. from from the action from the action i mean they were here Mm -hmm. they were watching it but they were kind of hiding behind the scene they didn't want to be seen it seemed like maybe a little bit really it was really weird you were saying like charles has since left the organization right no david david yeah i thought both of them maybe but no charles is still in we don't know too much about this because sometimes you know there's been reporting i think of you know, b- before the Yamakaze had all like, now they're not explicitly supporting it. But I think the uh, the FIG like reports were as like delayed as possible. Like they kind of like allowed as as long as they could k- keep their name, the names of these Yamakaze members attached uh. to it. You know, even though those guys weren't necessarily involved, they kept them on on the. You know, on the, name. the bulleted list of like people that are, you know the organization is. So it gives more credibility. By. Yeah. And and you just yeah you were saying that David Bell is no longer involved. Yeah, David Bell out. is no longer involved. Uh, apparently, he wants to focus on his career. I mean, as I, as I'm telling you, like just just to come back to that story, mm-hmm. like David and Shaw were really distant, and they were here only to give the prize money, like the the prize medal, mm-hmm. and to do like a little video of like yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Like there was a video moment where mm-hmm. everybody's like with their hand like this, and they go like "woohoo!" <laughs> and they were here for that. Yeah, and it was really curious. Like, why? Why are they so distant? You know, it was hard to have conversation with them. They were probably really busy, but also I felt something else. Um, and uh, 
so yeah that that whole thing was weird so that was the end of uh, the end of uh, Hiroshima then the same thing about Montpellier very very difficult organization uh, got there last minute um, and And yeah, yeah, it was just uh, the same thing again. Like uh, the rules are changing. We have bars. Just we very don't have bars. Very. Obviously, they're just figuring things out. Yes. And that's like, that's also one of the risks and danger. I don't know. It's just weird because, like, in comparison to NAPC and stuff, like, is it? It's just way. You know, it feels like. Yeah, it, it seems like they are way less way behind, way behind like what we've built in way in behind in terms of course complexity. Yeah, like you look oh, at the yeah, course yeah. of Hiroshima, you look the at courses the courses were like the course is like so they, simple. They looked like yeah, some old that looked like the parkour. The OG like originate like when parkour with a C type <laughs> obstacle obstacle course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the stuff you <laughs> see the, the firefighter yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. I don't know what I was going with that exactly, but just that it's weird. It's a kind of a, it's like part of, part of the reason why it's so disorganized is because they're just behind, but like, do we want to give them all the secrets and make the competition good? Or do we want to like, you know, who's we, you know, even like, I mean, the one in charge is designing the course. Everyone is Charles and Florian. So they are mm -hmm. the one in charge of designing the course and they never organize comp. And even if you talk with them, they they have a bit of a weird discussion because they said that they get involved into FIG because they wanted to develop the spiritual and the educational parkour. But then they got caught on organizing competition, even if they didn't want to, like they often, Florian talks often about how he doesn't, like competition and even David Bell and the team in David Bell, they're like, oh, we're not into competition. And then you're thinking, okay, but why are you organizing comp if you're, it's yeah. really, this whole story is like really weird. But basically the, the course design, yeah, pretty, pretty weak. If you look at even from Hiroshima to Montpellier, it was all, almost the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And also there is something else that's important to understand is that, so you have, you have FIG, right? Yeah. FIG has many different sections. You have trampoline, artistic gymnastic, rhythmical gymnastic, and now you have parkour. Yeah. Okay. The people who are in charge of, of parkour is Florian, Charles, and David. David just left. Yeah. Okay, as we know, it's very recent. He left, he's not involved. David Bell is not involved. The president... News alert. <laughs> David Bell leaves. F-I-G. And uh, the one in charge now is Charles and Florian. They are mm -hmm. the two ones that I know of who are the head guys. And inside this bubble of the parkour, you have the head guys, and you have also Camille Tobias, Ahmed, Sasha, Sasha Sheva. Uh -huh. And I think that's it. Who are the commission? Because they had to have a commission of athlete, of person involved. And apparently there is big miscommunication between the two between Charles and Flo and the commission. Mm. Something is not working well. I don't know exact, exactly why or why. But for example, Sheva Ahmed. Ahmed is the one in, in charge in Sweden. He works a lot in Sweden for um, for the parkour. Camille is from Poland, so I guess he wants to develop parkour over there. And Sheva is a representative of Russia. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, these guys they want to get more involved. They they are very disappointed about the the. Um, about the design of the course. They are disappointed about how the event is being organized uh, and they want to help out, but they can't, like they want to help out to make sure everything goes well, but they can't. So something is blocking inside this uh, all FIG. Something is weird, something is not smooth. Some, there is something off. 
definitely for sure and that's why everybody's scared of it because they are not clear about what they want to do something's off right now outside this goddamn fucking wind what is that a leaf flower out there someone's like it's okay we'll just doing get some it. landscaping we'll talk it's okay i don't think the mics actually pick it up that badly but i can hear it yeah it's you annoying. can hear me oh uh, yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay um, um but basically yeah that's what's happening and it feels like the more the time is going to pass, the more the commission will have more power since David just left. Mm -hmm. And um, also because there was some miscommunication between Fig and Charles and Florian, Fig started to get a bit suspicious, I think. So stuff are, are about to evolve. But the big problem th that we have right now is that it seems impossible that... Um, a switch is happening. It will happen because Fig, unless it fails, and the because they inject like hundred thousand of euros to organize every comp, mm -hmm. like they basically they pay fees and fees organize the comp for them. Mm -hmm. But even though fees doesn't do a great job at organize the comp because the design is pretty, yeah. And then they're trying to integrate with BMX and skateboarding, yeah. so like the, the course has to ex all exist like, like together. It's the weird. course is really fragile too. Yeah. Like uh, in Hiroshima, there was part of the course that was like breaking when you were landed. Mm -hmm. It happened like Jesus. two times that sometime land and the wood just crack. Yeah, uh, and that was that. I mean, that happens. That's just like that's growing pains of learning how to run parkour competition. That's not. I. I mean. I'm not trying to like necessarily defend them, but I just know that like for the first few years when you're doing it, like even when I competed at Beast Coast 2015, like boards were snapping. Okay. You know? Yeah. And like, that's just people not knowing what athletes are capable of, even if they are. Yeah. But legit. when you pay like so much money, you know, when it it's that much be, money, it's yeah. ridiculous. But that's like, that's my bit. That's always been my beef with the IOC is like, they basically try to line their pockets as much as, much as possible on the backs mm. of the athletes work. And, you know, for them, they've basically monetized like so many disciplines that, you know, it all kind of works out. They've built their brand off the backs of like so many different little disciplines. Trampoline, you know, trampoline's not big enough to have its own thing, I guess. So they're like, oh, fuck it, we'll just join up with the mm. Olympics. Like all these things, all these, all these um, disciplines have basically just kind of like, all right. We'll just join up with these guys because that's like is that's that's what we're gonna have to do. Maybe it's there's like, not what, enough infrastructure. You, like it's it's really about what do you want, but it, then it's like you know it's for example there are people in France right now. There are people who, who hit me up and wants to participate in the fig competition, and there are people who don't want anything to do with it and they want it to fail. But I think we are we we are at a crossroad. What I mean by that is that the project is going to succeed and they are going to push through and keep on uh, evolving and making their gymnastic fig parkour stuff or the project is going to fail and they're just going to leave parkour alone and mm -hmm. they will do what they do. So far, if the the the, the second choice happened, okay, boom, but nothing happened for anyone. Uh, everyone yeah. keep on doing their own stuff and I think yeah. it will even help the community realize that there is quote unquote a threat mm -hmm. and maybe the community will be more uh, aligned to work together. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it is in USA, but I know there is WFPF, there is Apex. Like, do, do they work together? Is there beef between each well, other? Well, WFPF has, American has started working with FIG with their, their other like sister they company, were here, by the way. They were here, Victor and uh, the same. They were, oh yeah. Yeah, they were here in Hiroshima, but yeah, yeah, no, very they, distant. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, they, 
you know, first they came out completely against it and then they completely turned around and now they're working with them directly. So it's, it's kind of tense, I guess. Like, yeah, we, we, we should, maybe, hopefully it does help us all work together, but, um, it's just tough because ultimately there's like idealists. Usually the people that are most involved and most credentialed do not want to see a lot of these things happen the wrong way. And so they remove themselves from the equation. Mm. And then the people that don't necessarily care as much and they're actually more interested maybe in just Making the money. opportunities, the money mm. that could be involved. And, you know, there's it's really easy for them to, to also make the argument that they're like, oh, it's good for everyone I'm doing for the sport. But... Um, they'll they'll be the ones that get involved like for example wfpf did a world parkour competition at the same time as the montpellier competition mm -hmm. like are they working together are they working against well, that was one back another? when they weren't no they that, were was, that it, was right? this, in montpellier this, that was in may 2018 yeah, oh, yeah they did another one in montpellier no they did one in turkey oh okay and at the same weekend They organized this camp in Turkey with uh, Bart was there, Eric was there, oh, yeah, Joe yeah, Adrian I saw was that, there. I saw that, I saw that. And it was the same day as the FIS Parkour World Championship. Well, were they both backed by the IOC? And the I don't think so. I don't FIG, know. Maybe? But, it's but so hard to keep track of. Like maybe complex. they had like, maybe they're, you know, who knows? Who knows maybe what's going on behind closed doors? And mm -hmm. maybe they're like, oh, right, uh, Victor, and check this out. Like you guys run this little event, run it a little, we'll give you your own little budget to try some stuff out and then get back to us. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But how do you, how do you feel moving forward? Like you said, you're feeling like you're kind of on this dark path. What is keeping you on the path? And what do you think about like... The future like i guess you were kind of getting at that yeah like, i was i was yeah. i was explaining so basically or the project is going to fail or project the project is going to succeed if the project succeed and they keep on pushing through and they want to build their parkour certification people need to move fast like if people for example if apex for example i know in germany they started to bother parkour one and kind of telling them what to do, or I don't remember exactly what they told me, but some parkour one is like the big German organization of parkour. Mm -hmm. They do mad good shit. Like they do great, um, they do great classes. They have great values. Um, yeah. They teach the parkour in a, in a healthy way. They are against competition. And, but these people from gymnastic, like random gymnastic people start to talk to them and be like, okay, maybe you need to do more that and you need to take our certification or whatever. And that to me is wrong. That should mm. not happen at all. But if that happens, then FIG will, people will work with FIG. People will work against FIG. In France so far, it's, it seems like they're going to work against it. But still, it's not so clear because I know the RGD Plasma Academy, they will never work with them. Uh, but maybe the French Federation is a bit like borderline working with them. So I don't know exactly how, because this we're supposed to have a meeting, but I don't know the outcome of the meeting. Um, in UK, gymnastics cannot cannot do parkour because UK is already being... Uh, They've already got the independence. Yes, Parkour UK has their independence, so they cannot do shit in UK. And people were not... In UK, people are very strongly politicized. Yeah. Like if you look back at World War II, they were being bombed almost every day and people still went to work, you know, still went to their lives. Like they are strong-minded people, UK people. Mm -hmm. um, So they will not let gymnastics pass through. Uh, if they try to do this thing where they're like, okay, now you have to follow our certification. No, 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 no. Um, but in Russia, they will work with them. 
in Russia. They yeah. don't care, you know. Uh, no one in Russia is upset about that story. If it can help grow the sport, the, the better. In Sweden, they will work with them. In Japan, they will work with them too. They have a big branch in Japan that will work with them. People f with Zen, for example, um, the, the, the cool Tokyo parkour uh, side of things. You have some countries, yeah. uh, the Polish probably will work with them too. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be, there is going to be like it's gonna a, be a civil mess. war. <laughs> yeah, kind it's of. It's gonna huh? be crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's wild because yeah, I mean, it's just gonna be crazy. It's just gonna be crazy because a lot of the people that are like probably really the most upset about it, they have very they have every right to be because they spent the last decade whatever working to to put parkour in a position to be um, appealing and appetizing to to a big organization like FIG and and then and all these other communities that maybe want to work with them Russia, Japan, wherever like I haven't visited these places so I can't really speculate but I feel like they because they haven't been doing all that work necessarily well, I don't know. I mean, it's Sweden, possible, it's but possible, I don't know. But like the too. places that like can use the, the, the for them anywhere where like FIG is actually better than what they have going on, like that's a good thing for them, but it's also like that's because they're not, uh, they haven't been like, you know, developing their communities as long. Usually like all the communities that are already developed, like they don't want to go to FIG. Yeah. Like Canada, but, USA, yeah. UK. So it's just like this weird dichotomy, but oh man, it's I, tough. Same, same. Hopefully <laughs> the competition is just good. It, hopefully it remains like at a level that everyone just is raised by it, you know? If, if there is like this dissent and there's like these two opposing sides, the West maybe is like more the UK, USA, like we're leaning towards like trying to do our own private version of all these competitions and like maybe Russia and like Japan and some of these other areas are more, they're like, all right, we're going to go with this one. And, you know, maybe there'll be this crazy <laughs> like battles you know like people actually start Who sending their the athletes best, the, over the like to their other competitions and like all the west athletes try to like take all the gold medals out of the olympics one year and just say fuck you or who knows like what yeah. happens dude um and the best movement maybe the best movement has to speak for itself you know like are, are these uh facilities actually training the best athletes these olympic facilities if those ever happen if they do ever inst initiate these programs you know I don't know. We don't know. But, but I don't think they would be. They'd, they'd have a hard time catching up with a lot of like the the programs that are already in place. They have a place. hard time, but if people join them, they will uh, they will work better for yeah. sure. Like well, yeah. and also parkour is just so open ended and so like ready for anyone to just get good at. You know, just via just through the online, through their own hard work ethic, and just like focusing. That as good as the coaching can be, I don't know that it's the biggest difference maker still. Maybe down the road it'll it'll make a huge difference, but like I think you know, someone who's just insanely dedicated can even if they don't have like the gyms and everything around them, they can get incredibly good. Definitely, and you know what? I'm I'm looking at our practice and how it evolved and all that, and all this debate with competition, no competition, the true spirit and all that. Like to me, the best people I've seen in parkour and that have touched me the closest, and I've been traveling a lot. Like I've been on this like quest for 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 power for understanding why i suck and trying to train with different people <laughs> and i met like i can say i met the best in the world probably that quote unquote the best because this word is so so uh, 
uploaded. It's, a, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. <laughs> like GSP would say. Ah, um, this thing is an illusion. The, you know, to be the best fighter, in the, <laughs> the stronger fighter in the world. To be the best free runner is it's an, an illusion. illusion. It's an illusion. There's no such thing. Ah, man, it's so funny when he says that. You know, Joe, what I realized <laughs> is that the stronger fighter in the world, uh, it doesn't exist. In- Dude, keep riffing on that. I have to piss so <laughs> okay. hard. Just tell us, tell me about GSP. I'll be right oh back. Oh, my God. Wait, maybe I find some GSP, uh, GSP interview. It's so funny. Fuck, man, I really want to find that interview. Maybe put it in your podcast. He's like, Joe, I realized that the stronger fighter in the world doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Maybe you can beat this guy on that particular day, particular moment. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe the fight occur one hour after, one hour before, and, and you lose, you know? It's all an illusion. <laughs> ah, it's, it's a, but yeah, basically I, was, I wanted to say that, yeah, and, and the Art du Déplacement Academy, Evry, was the one that touched me the most. Like, it's the place where... These guys are like super good. Like the average level is like really high. They are super humble. They work together. They take care of each other. Um, They train hard and they have like these core values of the founder, you know, the Yamakasi are still around. They still train with the Yamakasi and they are always reflecting on themselves and all that. And yes, it can seem a bit like a sect. Like they are always together. They don't accept easily people from the outside. Uh, You need to really be with them or against them. It's a bit like this sometimes. Mm. Um, I, I don't even know why I was talking about them. You're just talking about like all the most influential people maybe that you've met through your travels, you were saying, or just... Yeah, but I, I wanted to talk about ADD saying how good they were, but I don't... I don't... I don't fuck, I forgot. Sorry, dude, my piss break ruined it's everything. It's so good, man. You momentum. need to pee sometimes. That's uh, I pee too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, f- I do. I, I believe it. <laughs> no, but I think I was... I wanted to talk about like... Oh! Ah, oh, fuck. You were talking... You were talking about... Um, you were talking about how good people will become, etc., etc. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was just saying like maybe it'll be battle of battle of movement, you know, between like these different sides, like people that believe in in oh outsourcing. The, go ahead, I was go talking ahead. about climbing. Uh, I was yeah. talking about climbing, and I see all this happening in our world, and I see this thing. And for example, ADD for me is like a great place where we should all aim towards, like building a community that's like supportive, but still because it feels like because me, I started to go to competition because I wanted to get better because this idea of because in my mind, if I try to beat all these top guys, I can only improve because I'm aiming so far. It's yeah. like I'm aiming so far over there yeah, yeah, that yeah. by reaching over there, I can only get better. Yeah, I will. I leave a lot of stuff on the side, like I sacrificed relationship, I sacrificed money, I sacrificed uh, friendship sometimes in order to go there. And it's like this is where I want to go. And by wanting to go there, I will improve. That's what they say. Like aim the moon to to shoot, shoot for the stars if. All right. What shoot is it? for the stars. Even though, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Something like that. Yeah. But basically, that's that's my old goal. And and I see I see that, and I'm wondering about where should we go from now, etc. But but like, if we compare it to climbing, 
right? In climbing, you still have, because you, you talked about the best in the world and who will win this top competition in the future if the, it goes to Olympic versus the, the mm -hmm. private one who has the best athletes. And if you look at climbing, for example, you have, it seems like climbing is, is divided into two different worlds that don't even cohabit or know that the other one exists. exists yeah. Why am I saying that? I was on the show Ultimate Beastmaster by Netflix. It's like a... Hey, me too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Which one did you do? I was on the first season. Really? Yeah, I fucked it up horribly. Oh, I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't tell anyone about it. Oh, I, really? so <laughs> I hated it. I hated my whole experience. Well, actually, I had a really good time, but I was... It's so funny. I mean, I could talk about it if you want, but it's no, just it? like... Me. Mostly, I was just... I was uh, excited initially... Because mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was about. I was like, ooh, Ultimate Beast Master, what the fuck? So Sylvester Stallone, oh shit. Like, look at all these people involved. Oh, it's Netflix. That's even cooler. But I didn't, I've, I've already done Ninja Warrior a few times. I don't like reality TV. I don't like Ninja Warrior from my experience with it because the first year that I went out there, I got the fastest time in qualifying. And then they just didn't like my story oh, okay. and my presence yeah, on so camera. They and so they too gave much. me three seconds more of my time and put me in second instead of first. And I was just like, wait, what? They changed your time even though yeah. you did the best time? They tricked your time? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I was like, well, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Ninja Warrior. So I've had a chip on my shoulder ever since. Like, my experience in reality TV has always been, like, kind of bad like that. Like, I feel like I can't be myself. They don't want to see me the way I am on camera. Like, I'm, I'm they want to see, like, whatever they want to see. The producer, like, wants to see you be a certain way. And... I don't want to be that way. And I don't really care about being on television. I want to like, I'm there for the competition from, 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 you know, and to test myself, um, you know, and the fan and shit, the fandom that comes from it is usually not the kind of people that I want, like paying attention to me anyways. Like I, I don't think Ninja Warrior is like a really fun show to watch, especially the American version. Like I enjoyed it when I was growing up a little bit more like the Japanese version, just like seeing who can do the course. But after getting a peek behind the curtain, I'm just like, I'm not interested in it anymore. Fuck you. I'm not interested in it anymore. I'm just like, okay, cool. Whatever. It's not my thing. I don't want to like dedicate any amount of my training towards working towards that. I relate big time to what you're saying. <laughs> But it was always still fun to go because there's lots of parkour people involved. Usually that would go with you. So you're going with your friends and you're hanging out and it's like a good time. But... Anyhow, I was still, I was already over my Ninja Warrior shit, but then when Ultimate Beastmaster had this opportunity, I didn't know what it was. I kind of knew yeah, that it no was- Yeah, no one really knew I kind of wanted to like, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll try, like, I'll submit. And then I said, no, I wasn't going to do it because um, you were they weren't going to pay enough. They're like, Who's, they were your, paying per, you? your, per, your per DM is only $50 a day. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like same, nah, same I don't want to do that. Like, I, I got shit to do. And, and so I just basically told them, I was like, and I, you know, this is the beauty of having negotiating powers when I was just like, I don't, not, not that interested in going. So I told them if they paid me like $250 a day, then I would go. Did, you, did they and do they, that? And they were like, yeah, sure. They paid me. No way. So I was like, all right, well, worst case scenario, I basically get an eight day vacation in LA and just hanging out. And, and what? I'm, that's a lot of money 250 a day huh? Time yeah. eight yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well i needed it to pay because like, like normally i'd be working normally or... i'd be working so i'm taking time off so yeah, i'm yeah. like you have to pay me like a certain amount and like a certain amount for just 
You know, you see, I didn't know you could negotiate because I, I was uh, very... I didn't uh, either. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, let's just try it. Because I didn't care if I went. I didn't want to go that badly anyhow. Okay, yeah. So I just was like, here, give me more money and I'll go. And they're like, fine, we'll give you more money. You know, oh, they tried to call my bluff like a bunch of times. They're like, it's Netflix. It's a huge thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And so then like, you know, you get to feel like a badass just saying no. And then they give it to you. And then uh, so then I was out there and I was just like, I'm all smiles because I didn't give a shit. But then you have to then I was like, oh, this is just like Ninja Warrior, except yes, like it's yes, Ninja it's Warrior on steroids, stuff. except on it's steroids. like all, it's all the worst parts of Ninja Warrior. Like, in my opinion, the worst parts are like the, the bullshit. And they like it was a lot of emphasis on the bullshit and even less emphasis on the course and stuff. What do you mean the bullshit? Like the drama, the story, drama, just trying to get like um, you know, just trying to get stories that aren't there to to like the lowest common denominator audience, the the moron with like the IQ of eighty two, like watching, oh watching on like whatever so Netflix, and just like he, you know, we don't want to make sure we want to make sure everyone can understand what's happening and like there's no nuance. And so, like, of course, like, the, you know, I had to redo my interview because my first interview, I just was, like, myself, which... Which nobody likes, apparently. Nobody <laughs> likes me, apparently. I like the way I am. Um, it's okay. Nux and I, we love you. I love you guys, too. But you know what I mean? So then the producer came down and, like, she, like, did my interview, you know, Trying again. to she, get she, stuff she out was of like, you. She's, like, all cute and she's, like, she can kind of manipulate. She's, like, come on, just do it for me. And I'm, like, God damn it. Like... <laughs> fucking hot ass producer from LA making me all trying to comply with shit um, but I, I mean whatever I wasn't like unhappy with my interviews and stuff but they just try to get you to say stupid shit they try to get you to say things like I'm gonna fucking destroy this course bro I'm like I've never seen the course. Like you're doing an interview before I've even seen the course and they want me to say things like that. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what I'm like talking about yet. And so I'm just being honest and they're just like, yeah, but can you just like sit and so anyhow, I don't like that kind of shit. Um, the people down there, a lot of like just lost individuals, just like wanting their 15 minutes of fame. That's like my experience, you know, with the cast, the majority of the cast were all these, especially cause we shot in LA there's just a bunch of like fitness bimbos and, and man bimbos, mimbos that were just like, you know, they're just, I don't know. They're good people, but they're not really like admirable in any way. No, they're not you know? like, like as passionate about their some practice of them, sometimes. Some of them are great. And like, I made really good friends with the guy who actually won the show. This guy from Brazil, this climber, um, who's like a professional climber. So he kind of understands things like we had, you know, we had that connection about like, we both understood a, a, a love and a passion for movement, etc. Um, And that's the end of guy who ended up winning, which again, of course, with any of these shows, you have to be a climber to win because yeah, they, yeah, they ultimately no other gear, like the last stages are always, I didn't, I've never even watched it, but I knew it was so much like Ninja Warrior. I was like, Oh, whatever. It's gotta be like, you have to have crazy arm strength yeah, to finish. That's it. It just goes up. It's like pull up, pull up, pull um, up, pull up. But for me, I didn't pay attention to the rules when they were going over the course. because I looked at the course and I was like, yeah, I can do this first stage. No problem. It's easy. It's like basic parkour shit. Um, but I didn't pay attention to like this one obstacle and it it was probably one of the easiest, if not the easiest obstacles on the first stage. Which one on. was it? The little bridge that you like walked across. Yes. And you're attached on this one, right? Uh, you're not attached to something. I think I've seen. You're the... attached to a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, I thought that you couldn't touch anything mm. except for like the little, the little gear like thing, the cog. And so, But you can touch the chain to like get on the log and like get yourself balanced and you can like you can touch the other chain on the other side. And 
But like, it's weird that my experience with Ninja Warrior, a Ninja Warrior, you can't touch shit. If you yeah. touch anything, you're disqualified. So I kind of like went up there and I was like on the course and I was like, oh shit, this is like way harder than it looked. And also that moves, the log like raises up to your height so that you can reach the cog from a standing position. The guy that went before me was like, I don't know, like eight inches or nine inches taller than me or something. He had like a longer reach. So like for him, the cog was in the position. But for me, like I was supposed to wait for the log to rise up higher so I could reach it. But again, it was weird. Like my experience with Ninja Warrior, none of, none of the shit moves while you're on the course. Like you're just going for fastest time. And that's what I was used to. And so I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, I can't reach that. But I guess I'll just jump out and try to grab it because I didn't think that it would move. Just like so many little miscalculations in my mind. I was like, oh, just it has to be able to be done. No one had fallen on it. No one fell on it that, except for me. I was the only one that fell on it. <laughs> And it's basically the easiest obstacle. And I made it virtually impossible because you can't hold on to that thing with just your hands. Like you have to have like some, unless you're cr- ridiculously like, I don't know. Anyhow, I just ate shit like really early on. And uh, wow, it was sucks. embarrassing. So if you want to check it out, season one, episode seven. Maybe you put it on post edit with the podcast and then you have uh, two days of work of uh, editing <laughs> to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was in the same show as you. I was on the second season. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I went to semifinal. I felt like uh, like shit. I ate shit also. You can watch it. <laughs> um, but I was with this top climber from France called Michael Bassa, like top mm. fast guy. I think even in the world, like, but at the time he was like fifth or third. Mm-hmm. And I think he just won a, uh, uh, in speed, he won like a, a cup. You know, they have many different championships and mm-hmm. they, they have like little cup. And I think he won one of them. And I was talking with the, with him about Alain Robert. You know Alain Robert? Mm-hmm. That guy who's climbing uh, skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spider-Man, French yeah, Spider-Man. The French Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, to me, like this is like the ultimate accomplishment of climbing. Like, yeah. Being able to climb like building by view. Like you look at yeah. the shit and you just climb the building like, yeah. like a long ass climb. And I, I say, yo, you like, I think this guy is amazing. He's really the epiphany mm-hmm. of, uh, of climbing. And he says to me, no, this guy is not doing climbing. He's crazy. He's not a climber. Mm-hmm. He's and like I, the James Kingston of climbing. But I thought to myself, what the fuck are you saying? Because, but Mikael, he's only training in gyms. He never almost goes outside to climb. He always mm-hmm. climbs inside on artificial mm-hmm. uh, um, routes. Yeah, yeah. And to him, someone that train that climbs outside buildings is just not doing climbing. And I thought to myself, what if we translate that to parkour? That means that's what the store or boys is not parkour. Yeah. And what I do at NAPC is real parkour. And I'm like, and we are not there in parkour. No. Don't get me wrong. We're not there, but we might get there where, where there will be a divide and it will happen. Uh, whether it's fig or not fig, it will happen. There will be different parkour like yeah. you have this in climbing you have these people who love being outside and in nature and they go camping and they climb rocks and shit like uh, Isaac Calgero that's what that's the type of guy he was yeah. and you have people who only trains inside only do like bouldering and stuff mm-hmm. and maybe we'll get there with parkour but if you're the best in competition that doesn't mean you're the best outside. Like, you no, know, it doesn't mean not. if you're the best speed runner, that doesn't mean you can break jumps outside or uh, do this crazy descent or roof tap, roof, roof gap jumps, etc. So the stronger man in the world, it's an <laughs> illusion. It doesn't exist. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So yeah, that was mainly my point where you were, you were talking about this um, this thing with like yeah no war. and I I don't yeah no I think that like I'm I'm hundred percent on board with you like I know that that, that that's all bullshit anyhow like but it's still fun it and is I think fun. it would still be funny to like take all their medals from athletes that aren't like affiliated with them in any way you know because that's what they care about they think that that stuff matters maybe they actually believe in the strongest man in the world or yes, whatever because it works. But, yeah, exactly. It, it works. It attracts it's, it's, people. It's, it attracts money. Well, and that's the ultimately like why I don't. I'm like I have a hard time like coming out like really against any of the things that are happening is because if you're really interested in that stuff, like you should be able to do it. You know, like I support that you want to go try this stuff out, even though I don't. It's, I don't think it's for me. You know, like I don't want to be involved in it, but I don't want to necessarily take that opportunity away from other people. And I know that it's like bad for the community. So I'm, you know, you know, on, on certain levels, like I, I want to be, I want to make sure I support the community however I can, but I don't necessarily think that you have, you can, or you should even try to cut people out of the equation just because you think that you are the, the true representative of the sport and you are the real ones doing it. Ultimately, I think that the sport is strong enough that it'll be okay because like whatever it really is will shine through in my opinion. And so I do think that like it's important to, to potentially combat the, the, the interest from parkour uh, or from, from gymnastics in certain scenarios, you know? And I think it's great that the UK has already done that in their country. They've basically secured their own spot where they get to do with their own thing because they did the work. But like in, in yeah, Russia, been working in Russia they didn't time. want to do that. And for Russia to take, uh, to jump on board with FIG, it does kind of suck worldwide, I guess. You like know? again, we, we talk, we talk out of our asses and because we are, yeah, been, yeah. we haven't been to Russia. We I'm saying that shit. because I know Shiva will work with FIG and she told me that in Russia, no one really gives a shit. Exactly. That's all I'm saying is like, if you don't give a shit, I can't be like, it's an, I don't feel like it's up to me to tell people like, what their training needs to be about. I think like, if you like competition, if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to train outside, like for me, parkour doesn't have um, some sacred thing that needs to be protected, like necessarily. Like I'm all about updating. Like the reason why I was attracted to parkour is because it helps you update your your mind. It helps you update your body. It helps you like constantly progress and move forward and, and embraces the adaptation and the change, right? It's all about adaptation, change, like being ready for what's next. And, you know, just, I guess like, it's kind of like a roundabout way of saying, going about it. But like, I kind of like feel like that spirit is important to, for me, that's like why I haven't, I'm not super against it because I'm ready to face whatever. I think like the, I think the community is ready for it. You know, I think the community is ready for it. If we really don't want it, then it won't happen. If it, if enough people want it, then maybe it should happen because if that's what our community wants to do. I can't like say like, fuck you, you're wrong. Like for me, it's like, no, like to me, parkour is what it is to me. And if, and if David Bell, you know, wants to, to be involved with it or not be it involved with it, it doesn't really affect, anymore. it doesn't affect, you know, my own practice of it. Yes. I feel it, like it will you, affect the practice in the future for sure. It will affect it, but I just, I guess I believe more or less, more, more, more or less like in, in the athletes, in the discipline, in like whatever it is that like attracted me to the support, to the, to the sport, the discipline, to the, like everything that is good about it. 
I believe in it enough that like I don't think it gets destroyed no matter what Fig does, no matter what anyone does. I don't does. think too. I think That's the like main why, goal like, is to me. Exist, it's yeah. like all right, if it and if it does get destroyed, if if it's if it's so weak that Fig can destroy it and turn it into something completely different, you know, in the next two generations or in the next like twenty years, whatever it is, then. Maybe it was meant to be destroyed. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is like, it's not, it's not for me. Like I, it doesn't like lessen like my experience with it. It doesn't make me less like, I, I don't want to like look outside, you know, for all the, the, you know, I shouldn't be doing it for all those reasons. Anyhow, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like, I don't know, I guess it's hard for me to explain. I don't know if I'm making much sense right now, but you, you make a lot of sense. Definitely for me, the core practice, like what the RGD placement people are doing, this will never yeah. get exhausted because I know the guys, like I, I know the Yamakasi guys, they, they are really hardcore and radical and they will keep on sharing their spirit yeah. until their, their death and their students, they owe them a lot. So they will carry that spirit with them and mm -hmm. they are doing a great job. So even if it's only a small city in France that still practice the uh, first, um, and even it's not the same, but it's like the, the inspired idea of the force core of parkour. When I talk parkour, I talk about parkour as a community. Yeah. Um, it will still be there. And if the mainstream, the only thing they see is the competition, then that's already what they see in some, I mean, that's another topic, right? The real yeah. problem with gymnastics is if they are going to destroy the business of everybody that's been working so hard. That's bad. That's, that's super that's bad. That's 100% bad and they should not be able to do it. And we should all but here's rise a, here's against a weird, that. Here's a weird utilitarian like question for you. Mm. Let's say it destroys like a lot of the institutions that are around right now. Yeah. Worst case scenario, all the all, a lot of the the apexes of the world, the Parker generations of the world, the ADD, the, uh, the ADD, the you know all these really amazing things. If those are all destroyed, I don't even know how to say this because this like easy. sounds fucked up to say. But like, let's say those are all destroyed, but on the other side of that, there's actually more money, more opportunities, and more people like doing what they love, parkour for a living, than ever. Oh, you well, know, like how how could that happen? How that could be so because it, it will only be on the superficial level, then Although, yeah, it, explain, yeah, maybe explain. it will be only on it. Like, here's I, I, what I would say is just like maybe you know, all this. I don't think this is the case necessarily, yeah, but, but I think what like, if, what if? but what if like the, the amount of Olympic athlete involvement, like let's say there's a bunch of money getting pumped into to our sport. Yes, Marco maybe clothing. the competitions, blah, blah, blah. But it becomes a platform for people to like make a bunch of money, become a superstar, a gold medalist, and then like start their own companies. And there's actually more money and more attention and more excitement about the sport than ever that actually makes it so that there's more opportunities for people who do love it. All the same people that would be involved in ADD, all the same people that would be involved in Apex, Parker Generations, Store, Storm, like all these companies, they're very grassroots. What if they were even bigger? What if like the they could use all the money that they would you that they might make competing or by sponsoring athletes that compete that bring more attention back to their brands, whatever? Does it we don't know necessarily is all I'm saying that it's that it's ultimately a net loss for for the opportunities for parkour people, people that love that's what why, they do. That's why, okay, I understand kind of your question. And that's why I started to get involved in the first place because I mm -hmm. see that from afar. I see everybody's getting crazy about it. Limit, hysterical. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look, 
I'm still gonna go there, I'm still gonna see, I'm gonna make a judgment for myself. And so far, I kind of made a judgment for myself. It seems very suspicious, there is a lot of yeah. stuff that seems weird, but a lot of stuff seems to be able to change. We had a big meeting in Montpellier mm -hmm. with like Charles, Florian, all the people from the commission, all the athletes, and we told them, look, this is fucked up, why don't we know about this? Why is Fizz saying something and you say something else? Mm -hmm. And things are seem to be to, able to change. And the people in charge also, like um, like Ahmed, Sasha, us, the athletes who participate, the sellout athletes, we don't want, I don't want to see Apex ruined. I don't want to see our déplacement ruined and no. having to deal with gymnastic bullshit. And if it happened, I will leave gymnastic because so far it's a bit in between. So I'm like, okay, I'm still there. Not much is going on. I'm not directly helping them and telling them how they can overcome and destroy everyone. So I'm still in it. My goal is to do the last camp in November. So the last camp of the circuit is going to be in November in China with the Fizz and Fig. And I want to do this comp. I want to win this comp. And I want to see from there, do I still want to get involved? Has things changed? Are they still mm. being weird with the communication? Is it still blurry? Because we all try to have, for example, we are in a group uh, with all the athletes and the people of the commission. And they had a big meeting with yeah. Watanabe, Charles, Florian, the commission, everyone in uh, Lausanne like two, three weeks ago. But they still have not informed us yeah. clearly about what was talked about, what they want to do. Well, and yeah no it's fucked up so it's weird it's weird but like i liken it to like fifa think about like fifa a horrible organization so many people hate fifa and like what they represent and what they do to countries and all the backhandedness and all the like money laundering and like i don't really know what's up with fifa to be honest I, I don't even like know where to begin i just know that like there's a lot of controversy that surrounds fifa and like the amount uh like they, they're very similar to the ioc in some ways and that they like yeah they're like this big organization that they bring all these other organizations together right and they make they can make they could put on the world cup and they put on these really big events that ultimately you know a lot of people think are a good thing but there's so much shit that could be talked about it and like maybe if you went back to the the days when it was first enacted and stuff like that there's very similar parallel things happening whereas like you know like if you look at the world cup right mm. world cup it takes like this huge organization and it potentially the bigger an organization gets the more likely it is to be shady underhanded mostly concerned with money more because how else would you get that big 100 percent, right so but are we, would, would you say that like, it'd be better if for soccer, it'd be better for football if if everyone was just the private clubs, like only private club teams, no national teams, no no World Cup, because that actually all, you know, that's all I'm saying. Like, I have, I have a you look very, at it the same, you know what I'm saying? Very clear opinion on what you're saying, yeah. All right, please share. So I understand what you mean. And that's the big problem is that in my opinion, it's, it's a bit of an accusation. In my opinion, people are not being um, true with where their real motivation. Mm -hmm. We like we are, what are we? Second generation of parkour? Third generation? Second or third, yeah. You, I, I would say I'm third probably. I well. would say third probably. But like if you, we, you have the founder, like David Bell, all these yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, we can say, yeah, the, it existed before with Jackie Chan and with the Paleolithic diet people yeah 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 and um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we take the the french guy right yeah first generation their students second generation the savage kid who saw online youtube video third generation so that's us yeah 
when we started parkour, Phil Doyle explained it so well. He, there is a big interview that he did. Is it okay with the sound? I don't know. It's a bit I shit. think it's fucking annoying. I'm sorry, guys. We'll, we'll just... Sorry, guys. This fucking... God <laughs> damn it. So okay, basically, we're good, we're good. Yeah, he was doing this interview uh, for uh, Flow, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Where he's talking about if you, if people want to compete, they can compete. If they don't want to compete, they don't want to compete. Or argue about it on some internet forum. Whereas, and he says some, he says something like this: When maybe new kids who get into the sport, they will want to compete by seeing the comp. Whereas we never thought about it. Yeah. Like when I started to train parkour, I, I there was not no real competition. It was like mm-hmm. 2007. So there yeah. was no competition at all. It was all about like improving yourself, developing yourself as a friend, making YouTube videos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to find original movements, um, uh, growing as a man, being strong, being yeah. brave, and that's what attracted me. But people started to want to make money. And that's the core of it. People wanted to make money. And that's why we had competition coming in. We had brand coming out. We had teaching. People are a bit hypocrite in my opinion. They're like, oh no, I want to teach because I want to spread my knowledge. It's like, Mm. no, you want to teach because you want to make money out of what you love and eventually having a gym, et cetera, et cetera. But this is like not accepted. And if you go down the path of money, it will be ultimately... Uh, unnatured. Like I don't know if that's a word. Like yeah, denatured. compromised. It's yeah, compromised. Like naturalized. Yeah. The experience I had when I was training with Axel. Axel Dupre is like my first parkour teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have. I had like people. Who, it's not like that. I, I was not taking class with him, but he was like three, four years older than me, and he was training me. Like we would just the two or the three of us with some friend. We were training together. Yeah. Yeah. And we had this experience with this intense connection, uh, student, teacher. But if I go give a class to six to a bunch of teenagers, I will not find the same feeling. And I think ultimately, I mean, I don't know if I'm making much sense, but ultimately, mm. once you want to make money or a career at what you do, you denaturalize the reason why you were doing it in the first place. That's what I think, and I strongly believe it 100%. Mm. So... The more parkour will grow, if we, if it doesn't take the gymnastic route, it will take other routes. And even I had some experience with the French Parkour Federation, and there was some shady stuff too. Yeah, they were not clear about giving up a job uh, uh, proposal. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of uh, n- non-saying stuff to gain control or more power. Mm-hmm. And that was like a small organization. So in the fig stuff, it seemed like it's even a bigger mess. Yeah, like if you like, some people are not even sport like they never really did sports at some point or never gymnast but it's still involved for money power involvement so yeah i mean to to answer your your quote-unquote question with the fifa yeah parkour is going down that route definitely mm-hmm. but there will still be small community that don't view, yeah, view it this way yeah and like i don't think that that destroys the part that matters that's ultimately you know like you can still play soccer and enjoy football whatever you want to call it i'll say football for for soccer soccer, no problem like little kids playing football in the park and stuff soccer is it does it is like is the fact that fifa exists destroy their enjoyment of like Mm, kicking the ball around i don't think so either i don't think so and like the fact that 
let's say there's two little boys in the park. Mm. One of them just wants to play soccer and they don't care who wins. And like, they don't give a shit. They just do it for the love. They just love kicking a ball and running up and down the field. Then the other little boy, he likes playing, but he also loves the idea of testing himself and he wants to like get better. He likes the idea of like seeing how good he can be, how strong he can be. He wants to test himself against the elite, you know, like you were saying, he wants to push himself to be the best. He dreams of being in the World Cup one day. Maybe, yeah, like you're saying, like he, oh, he's, he's compromising his original intention of just having fun. But is it wrong to have a new intention? Of, you know what I mean? No, there's like, nothing I wrong. Think, I think that's ultimately why I have a hard time like taking a really stout anti-anything like, uh, anti um, related to competition. You know, I've never been against competition because I, I, I don't see it. Because <laughs> you're the parkour speed champion well, yeah, two you, times in a row. But even I, when I started out, I didn't like care about competition necessarily. But I found like that it was useful for me and it actually helped me in, evolve and like become better. And I enjoyed it even though I was stressed out and stuff, things by it. Whatever. I'm just saying the fact like some people also don't, maybe not some people like don't, but. Oh yeah, fucking. Of course, some people don't. What am I saying? What do Just you mean? like people don't necessarily think that they don't they don't value the person that wants to to become pro or like make their career out of it, or they see that as somehow bad. It's bastardizing their. Some people their love see for it, it as really bad. Now it looks less it really before bad. Before it was like, oh, you're evil. But for me, like I've never seen that as bad. That's like maybe why I have a hard time like um, reconciling. Like, yeah, I have problems with Fig, but I also understand like why people would want to. To, to grow the sport into a into an area where it's bigger and there's more for people that are interested in that stuff because look at Conor McGregor like someone who inspires the hell out of me Conor McGregor isn't inspiring just because he loves martial arts he's inspiring for so many other reasons that are very related to like his his uh adoption and embracing the fact that like yeah he's there to make money he's there to turn the game on its head he's there to make the biggest impact possible fight the best fighters in the world make the biggest events in the world um and and also make the most money doing it you know like i don't think that that's inherently bad personally I just don't like I'm inspired by that I'm inspired by individuals that like you know I'm what I'm inspired big time by Conor McGregor yeah yeah like I'm inspired very much by like the person who's super dedicated but I'm not inspired less so by someone who's motivated by you know by wanting to make an impact like that's big and potentially comes with a lot of money too I think they're both inspiring do you know think, Dan Pena think, hmm? Dan Pena do you know no okay Oh wait, yeah, I do know Dan Pena, the old guy, angry guy, old angry guy. I think yeah. I saw him on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. he was, was kind of goofy. Um, I don't like people that are like, that's not ins like that guy. That kind of the, the guy that's inspiring because of his money. That I find much less inspiring. Like the you know like uh people like often can talk about um Joe Rogan as like a really in cool person, right? Mm. And then other people will talk about uh like a Tim Ferriss or someone. Wait. And like, to me, there's a little difference where I like, I'm not hating on either one of them, but I'm way, way more inspired and excited and like interested in what Joe Rogan has to say than Tim Ferriss. They're both very, very successful in their own ways. But for me, there's the difference where Joe Rogan is like doing all these things that he loves and he like lives the advice that he gives out. Whereas Tim Ferriss 
his life is to gather and like recycle advice. Mm. And so like, it's not that he's lived it. It's that he kind of like helps other people understand it from other, from the people that are living it. And like, great, great for him. But same thing, like that when 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 it's like uh, with like a Dan Pena and stuff, it's like, all right, look at me, I have like millions of dollars, and it's like, all right, the part of me, the smaller part of me, that's like, damn, I hope I can, you know, be wealthy one day and and uh, you know have that kind of financial security because that does like open up your life in so many ways. Like you could help people, you could start your own brands, you could start your own, you could do so many things with your life if you had that kind of money. Mm-hmm. That part's inspired by someone who just grounded out and did that. But I'm more inspired by someone like Joe that maybe like wasn't, you know, like Dan Pena was motivated from the, by the money from the beginning. Yeah. Like, but I think there can be hybridized motivations. Like it's like, all right, yeah, of course you want to make it your career. Like you knew he needed to get paid as a comedian if he wanted to have the lifestyle he was looking for. He knew, you know, and he gets paid to do UFC events, but ultimately he got himself to a position where he doesn't have to worry about any of that. He just gets to do what he wants where, you know, Dan Pena still like, you know, if he's really passionate about money and like making trades and stuff like that, good for him. But if he's just like, all right, I still do this thing that I don't necessarily like, but at least it affords me this awesome lifestyle. That's less, less inspiring. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I lost. I've been rambling out so you hard. You were talking about opportunities for athletes and and all that. And there's something. Oh I yeah, wanted. I was just talking about those two kids. You know, it's just like yeah. I don't know. Just those two kids. Like you, if you want the sport to get big, it's just hypocritical to to not value the person that is motivated by competition, the person that likes to do to want to that wants to push themselves. That's all I'm saying. It's weird to be like, you better be doing it for the reasons that I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, I see you what know? you like, mean. I don't, I don't care what makes, like, are they a good person? Like, that's that's more interesting to me than, like, what are they motivated by? If, I understand what you mean, but it also, I the, think the problem in that story is that because maybe I want to do what I want to do, maybe I will, that my, of course, I am not the one that will bring destruction directly if it happens yeah. to Apex, ADD, parkour generation. Because at the end of the day, I just go there, I do my competition, I go home, right? Yeah. I don't write the stuff, I don't, um, you know, I'm not in charge of anything, you know, I'm just like a, a, a tool kind of yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, it's great opportunity for me. And I don't know why I wanted to rebound on that with this idea that I had, like, if you look at all the people who pulled out of the competition, for example, mm-hmm. for me, if I win one of those comp, it's like a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. That means that I don't have to struggle to look for little jobs in Paris. For example, back home, I was on social welfare at some point, like for about six months. Yeah. Um, and uh, because I quit my job as a parkour instructor, try to make it as an athlete. And also before that, I was working in a museum. So I had, I worked also in McDonald's. So I had like small jobs like mm-hmm. this to be able to go to parkour event, to be able, because no one invites me to yeah. be able to go to the comp, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and I don't have like a big, uh, like we talked about this with, uh, for example, Tempest, like they have a big ne- network in mm-hmm. Stun. So if, you, if you're a friend with the Tempest guy, you can, you're more likely to live a good life and happen to get stunned, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I feel like it's a bit like this with the people who pulled out of the comp, uh, the first Apex in, uh, that was supposed to happen in, in Montpellier. Whereas, for example, if you look at all these guys, they have a status in the parkour world and most of them earn a good amount of money doing it. 
like I, I, I'm thinking about like uh, Mitch, about Joe, you know, for example, Joe has a lot of uh, jobs with like advertisement and he's mm -hmm. invited with diff different events, different competition. And um, it's a bit the same story that happened with a friend of mine, Mehdi. Mehdi is uh, one of the head of uh, parkour of uh, Art du Déplacement Academy Evry. Mm -hmm. And we had a big fight because I was going to FIG and he didn't want me to be in FIG because we were in the same team, the Blacklist team. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, if I was going to the FIG, it would involve the, um, the, the image of the team, mm -hmm. of course, in some way, not directly, but indirectly because I'm part of the team. So we had a big fight because he didn't want to be involved with that. But he, I think he didn't see how, because for example, Mehdi, he's with Art du Déplacement Academy. Okay, yeah. Art du Déplacement Academy is a great association, but they, they all live out of it. Like they all are coach over there. They yeah. have a lot of jobs, like the whole, many cities around every call them to do shows, to do yeah. performances. So they gain, you know, good amount of money to, yeah. to do that. And me, I'm not part of it. And they don't invite me to do event mm -hmm. or they don't invite me to coach at ADD. So I'm like friends with them, but I'm not directly into it. So, and also Mehdi is also like a, a bit of a star in France with Ninja Warrior. And he, he did mm -hmm. like a, recently a job with Parrot, you know, the drone Parrot. Okay. Like he has, he has a lot of job opportunities. He was yeah. on Chanel, you know, he was doing the stunt double for uh, Pharrell on the Chanel stuff. So uh, he has a lot of job coming up to him. Of course he did work a lot for it. Yeah. But like he was angry at me for wanting to go there. But me, no one's, you know, one, no one calls me and be like, oh, Val, you want to work for uh, Chanel or yeah. uh, Val, you want, even though <laughs> yeah, we exactly. both train hard. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we that's both really all really I'm saying good. is like, and yes, they have a dream and they want to protect their dream, but you have a dream too. And like their dream doesn't necessarily take precedent over yours, you know? And that's all, that's all I try to, to do is like when I'm thinking about this stuff, I'm like, yes, like I'm not necessarily for these things happening. I'm not in favor of the fig and stuff, but why does my dream get to crush on anyone else's dream? Especially when my dream isn't me doing that, you know, like for some people, their dream is like, I want to make sure I tell everyone about it. What do you mean? Like if they feel strongly about this stuff, then they should do it. But I don't necessarily feel strongly. Like, um, I'm not vegan, for example. Like, I think, yeah, if we, if we, you know, if we can have more ethical treatment of animals, like this is a good thing, but I don't feel like it's my mission in life to spread the word of veganism or like, you know, eating ethical meats and stuff. You know, it's not me. It's not up to me to do that. I don't feel like I want to carry that flag. I want to focus on, you know, the things that I am passionate about. But that doesn't mean that I'm like shitting on someone who does do that, but I also don't think they should be shitting on me for eating meat, you know, or whatever. But if they want to go for it, I don't know. Like if it, it's your dream, that's all I'm saying. Like, but they're not, they're not inherently more value. Like people get up in arms about it because they're like, fucking fuck the fig. They're stepping on our shit. And it's like, I agree. Also though, if there's enough people that that's their dream, that's that they want to make happen. I mean, honestly, it's not good. It's not good for you, but if it's. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I would, don't know. I, I don't would want, I, I like. I don't even like. I'm not again. I'm not for them. But it's funny. I find myself like just making the argument, f devil's advocate for, for yeah, them yeah. a lot, just because I think like what I really want to see most is just like people being civil and nice to each other, and like because I think that if we stay a community, if we if we don't divide in half, yes, then then we can make Fig do whatever we want, anyways. As long as we work together, if we don't like go like, oh, you're working with Fig, fuck you, you're that's, gone. That's what I was scared of. But that's what my friend Midi has done ultimately. Huh? He mm -hmm. said, uh, 
he was saying like, oh, you're, um, you, you work for them and because of you, thousands of people are in shit, like, like really like, oh, it's, he, he was really saying, he was not saying like, okay, Val is doing that, it's shit, it's, it's bad for the community, it may, I mean, it, yes, there is more chance that it's bad than good uh, at this point. Uh, so it's just a sellout and fuck this guy. That's a bit the idea. He didn't mm -hmm. see like, okay, maybe Val just has a bit less opportunity than me and he wants still to make some money and he still wants to be able to travel the world and keep progressing and training with different people and strong people. And that may help him on mm -hmm. for, for now. And instead of seeing that, he really saw it as us against, uh, it's now he's with them. Now Val is with them. He's just an asshole, right? Mm -hmm. That's a bit, a bit what it made me feel like. Yeah. It's like Val. Now you're with Fig, and I'm not with Fig. Yeah. Yes, I did competition with Fig, but I pay my own ticket to come here to Colorado to participate in Apex International because, in my opinion, it's the most legit comp. And then I go, same pay with my money, take the plane, go to Vancouver, and then etc. etc. You know, I'm not with Fig. I'm with everyone, and where I can have opportunity, I go there. Yeah. Um, See, but, yeah, and, but that's and, all I'm saying, man. But Ryan, like, Ryan started to do that too. Ryan Ford, mm -hmm. he was saying like, because he was shaming the athlete. Oh, you guys, and Joe and Joe did a little bit like shaming the athlete to go there because no one is. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> now, no, no one is super excited of working with Fig yeah. because we all know that it's really shady. It's so far we are all have doubts and we want more. We made it clear with them that we want more transparency about what's going on. Um, but where was I going? Uh, People were talking shit, throwing shade at yeah, you. Yeah, and shaming the athlete will do, and I sent a message to, Brian, to Ryan. I said, look, Ryan, if you keep shaming us, it will just make things worse. It will be us versus them, and then there will be no communication between the athlete to go to FIG and, and et cetera. And, I, mm -hmm. and then he understood, he was like, yeah, you're right, uh, that I didn't see it this way. And same with Rene, I sent a message to Rene, I said, oh, I went to FIG, can I come to NAPC? Because I didn't, <laughs> I thought everyone will give yeah, me yeah. shit, you know? And he said, no, I will never, um, I will never, how did he say that? I will never uh, ban an athlete. Mm. And you're right. I mean, trying to shame people or to to like say go away. We don't want anything to do with you. Would I think it will not not uh, because now we can talk. Yeah. Now I'm with Fig. Other athletes involved are with Fig. We want them to understand that they they don't have they should they they it's wrong. Well, and it's and it keeps them on their heels. What? You know, like that's where we want them we want them scared of us we don't want us scared of them we want us to all be working together so that we can be like nah no nah, we're not going to do it that we're that, that way you know like the more spies we have not like spies you know but like the more that we have like people that are that are that we all trust that we, the more that we can work together the more we can dictate the direction that it goes as a community and uh i don't know i guess like simultaneously it's good i think i fully support people that want it to go th in a direction not involved with parkour or with fig you know if, if that's what you feel like is the best for the community you should do that but i i don't know dude i just i can see both sides of it so easily that i i don't want to like cast shade i don't want people to feel like they're unwelcome i think it's important that we stay united as much as possible so that 
you know, as long as we, this conversation stays open yeah, and like the conversation needs to stay open, then then it's fine. Then then you know we can all talk about how we want it to change when we do want it to change. But you know, it's not just in parkour. It's like so much outrage these days. Like every, that's kind of like the theme for the 2010s. Is like moral outrage, like virtue signaling and stuff like that is like so common in this generation right now. What do you mean? What does it mean? Just um, everyone, like a, lo a lot of people jumping down everyone's throat. Anytime someone does something wrong, everyone goes, ooh, boo, 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 boo. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Like, Fire him. Hope like when Jesse Lafleur did the stuff with the alcohol company or yeah, cigarette. Yeah. 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 And, um, and that's good because then, you know, like you know, Jesse, whatever, turned right around and he's like, you know what? You guys are right. Let's not do it. But. It's, 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 that's a testament to Jesse, like who's big enough to kind of like come out and, and still say that after all that happening. Some people are just going to be alienated by the community if they get that kind of hate. Like Jesse can take it, you know, luckily. And he was willing, he still stayed part of the community. But like you're saying, if we get too much shade cast, then you're just going to feel like you're exiled from the community. Uh, that's, and that's what most of the, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few guys who try to, you know, no one, no one else did like because after Hiroshima, I did yeah. like a Q and A, and I answered everybody's question. But most of the athletes in involved. They, Can you bring that mic just closer to your? Yeah, of course. Most go. of the athletes involved with Fig are also. Um, they they do a bit the ostrich, you know, yeah, like they yeah. pretend like nothing's happening, like oh no, no, nothing's mm -hmm. wrong. It's like no, look, there are some good things, there are some bad things. We need to acknowledge them, and we need to talk and make sure that everything goes smooth, you know. Or you can just be, I, th I think that's the thing. You can try, that's what I'm trying to do. Be inside, trying to learn what's going on, uh, saying what I think is wrong to them directly to make sure it, it's a smooth transition. Or you can be just an asshole and accept that you're there for your own interest and not trying to do anything. Or you can play the ostrich. Yeah. With, with like pretending like, no, nothing's happening. It's all good. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, w w this story is far from being over. Uh, a lot of stuff are going on. There's still the next comp in November that we, uh, that I am looking forward to go and to win. And, um, and then we will see if there is any news from that. So far, we, we don't know too much about what's going on with Fig. You know, we know David Bell is gone, but what are the next plan? Mm -hmm. uh, I know that many of the National Federation of Gymnastics have had a meeting with some of the parkour representatives. For example, in Spain, they had a meeting with the, with Fosky. Um, in France, the French Feder Parkour Federation had the meeting with the French gymnastics. So we, we don't know where this is going for sure, but it's, a, it's an important topic. I do think uh, no one should take it lightly for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. I feel weird even talking about it sometimes, you know? most times even talking about it i feel like strange because i don't know that like my voice is like the one that people ought to be or your voice you know like oh, that's why i'm glad that you're here to talk about it but you know every time i'm even on the conversation i'm like Ugh. like you know what do you I mean? want i want to i want people to know that like it's it's never felt like this is my mission is to like have a really strong opinion one way or the other on this so like i don't want people to to be swayed you know i want people to really think this out for themselves that's all you know that i would ask you know if, if someone's listening to me for my thoughts on it hope i can offer some help thinking about it maybe mm. but 
for it's so complicated and I, I just still haven't made up my mind basically on like whether or not I think this is like because so you know, far if I, if I thought it was really bad I guess I would come out against it you know I'm still awaiting the facts and like it does seem sketchy and there's a lot of things that like have been bad about it but I also just understand that like that that I don't I, I don't know it's I'm because they're they like, not clear yet they are not clear exactly about what's going on well and as not long as they're not clear but just um for me i think the best thing to do but like my skills my strengths everything that i can do is not going to be to protest things i don't like happening in in the world of parkour for me i think the best thing i can do is to show people how i like what i want to see and what i want to do you okay, know. you mean in general? In general. Okay. So, like, for me, like, all right, I'm doing a podcast that's related to parkour, right? Because that's what I like to do. Yeah. You know? And there's probably some people out there, like, you're like, dude, fuck you. You're not allowed to speak for the parkour community. Like, how dare you? You know? Maybe not. But maybe once maybe, I get... Maybe, yeah. Once, yeah. once you get they, super if gets, famous. If it gets yeah. big enough, like, there, I'm sure there'll be people that come out and be like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? He doesn't speak for us, blah, blah, blah. And, and I don't... I, do, I recognize that. Like, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I am speaking for the people, but it's still like my dream to be able to like have a podcast and have fun and like have these interesting conversations and talk about like the issues that I find interesting, like this mm -hmm. one, you know? So that's all I'm saying. It's like, it's fucking, there's no, you, you, there's no way to like know what my mission is like in this sector. Cause for me, uh, what I feel is like, I just want to learn about it, talk about it and help, open up the discussion and I'm interested in everyone's biggest and favorite ideas. And I'm interested in people that have strong opinions on it to come share their ideas. Yeah, on like it. for example, Lorena, it'll be very interesting to have, to have Lorena yeah. on and have her talk about it. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I feel like. If anything, my mission is to just share as many sides of it with my own mind and with as many people that are listening as possible, you know? And um, but I don't know. I'm like maybe I'm just too wishy washy like that. No, no. I, I think, think it's I think like you're part right. of like the nuance of life, and I think that's one of the things that's wrong with um, older ways of thinking is that everyone wants you to be on one side of the line or the other, and if we just made the line big enough, then we could all live in it. And <laughs> I don't know, you know. No, you're right. But there, there's also one more thing that maybe I didn't make it clear um, with that whole thing because I think about Lorena again, and I'm, I'm thinking about why I brought the subject of Mehdi and Joe. It's like, okay, you, for example, if you don't do the comp, because when you go, as I said, when you go to the fig event, they don't give you free money. You still have to win the comp. Yeah. There are some really strong people, you know? Yeah. Not they are not the best, but there is Fosky was there. There was this Mexican guy who was really good and no one ever heard about him. Mm -hmm. You have also a couple of guys that are really good, like uh, Christian Armat is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so there are some, some really good guy. Um, so it's not like free money. You still have to train hard and to win the comp. But for me, for example, if I, if I do win the comp, maybe... I don't have to go and work a job I don't really want to do for the next six months to have enough money to travel to USA or wherever to the next parkour event. But maybe for Lorena, for Joseph, or for Mehdi, it doesn't change anything for them. They still will have jobs. They still have a, uh, a good network yep. and comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable situation. Again, I don't know exactly their average amount of money they have, but I guess they are pretty comfortable right now. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for them to say, no, fuck you. Whereas for me, I'm not in a position where I can just say no to opportunities because there is not that many opportunities that come. So every time there is one, I try to go and, and grab it. Yeah. For example, there was this Ninja Warrior Germany that happened and they offered us to come and to pay us like 1,500 euros. 
just yeah. to be a part of the show, not even winning it. And even though I decided not to do Ninja Warrior, pretty much for the same reason you told earlier, I still went to do this one because it was a great opportunity and yeah. I needed that money and I, at the end of the day, it was a great show. I mean, it was much better than in France or uh, I, I, did, I yeah. did not do directly the one in Las Vegas, but I was invited to go there. Yeah. 100%. Um, but you I, you see what I mean? You get yeah, where I'm from? I do. 100%, dude. And I think that like people lose sight of it because they 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 get really caught up in what their position is sometimes where where and then they forget like there's so many good things that can come out of it potentially. Like when Conor McGregor was coming on the scene talking all this shit and being like a, an asshole, like obviously some people are like fuck that guy, he doesn't represent the sport, he's talking mad shit. I don't like him. I don't like the fact that he represents our country, whatever, or the UFC or MMA, whatever. He's all about the money, blah, blah, blah. But what he did is he set the bar much, much higher so that more people are making more money now or more people understand like how they can you know, get the money they deserve for like fighting Kobe, the UFC. Covington, for example. Yeah, yeah. And like, yes, it's kind of like bad, but it's also... You know, maybe he, Colby Covington, I don't think, does it as well or as cool as Connor does. But ultimately, Connor paved the way, like, for, for people to, to either take advantage of or not. And it's like, if you can be really entertaining, you can cross cultures. You can get more eyes on the sport than there ever were before. You can have the biggest. He definitely the got many events. people into UFC. He's got one and two top pay per views of, of UFC, you know? So he's brought more attention and more eyes to the sport that never would have given a shit about it before. In the in 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 spite of like all the hate he probably received and will receive for the rest of his life because people won't agree with the way that mm. you know you have to take take on these things and uh, you know some people are like no fuck that I only I only do martial arts for the pure part I want to fight my opponent you can still do that yeah exactly even you without can, exactly and it's like go ahead and do that yeah but I don't know I just see it all and it's just like. I, I had the discussion with my friend Samuel. Mm -hmm. He's a, he's like really hardcore dude. He's vegan. He doesn't spend any money. Mm -hmm. Like he always travel by hitchhiking. Um, his dream is to have a tiny house. You know what's a yeah, tiny yeah, house? Yeah. Right, so that's what he's about to. Uh, he's really hardcore against competition, against paying for parkour, even for event. He doesn't go to parkour event if he's not invited or if he has to yeah. pay, he will not go. And we had a talk about this fixed stuff and all that and why he, he, he was against it. And I told him, look, whatever happened with Fig, that will never change your what you're doing. Like he loves to go, yeah. he loves to train, eat berries, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> vegan shit yeah. and train with no money and no competition. And he has vegan shoes, like he's super hardcore. He's yeah. really good. Um, but whether parkour becomes Olympic, that will never change you to do that. And he was like, yeah, it will change somehow because people will change and all. And I'm like, I get, of, point, sort of. I get his point, I get his point, but, yeah, but, but I like, was like, nah, still, man, it will not no, change so much You would be so able to do whatever you. you want. And you could call it not parkour, like whatever. Yeah, call and, it something else. Call it we, like brick jumping, like we whatever were, the fuck you want. Like open your own gym that's better, that's more fun than all the bullshit they offer. I mean, ultimately, this stuff is like not the the thing like you shouldn't you don't need to be making judgments obviously we all feel strongly about this one way or the other but this isn't like um this isn't like on the same scale as like a, a gay marriage thing or something where you really feel like people's 
human rights are being violated you know by what do you by mean? Like, like if you come out against gay marriage you're like i'm not like they shouldn't be allowed to, to get married like man and woman stuff it's like that's real dumb like you shouldn't be telling people how to live their lives you know um but this is but people are saying the same thing like you shouldn't do fig and it's like all right well I don't even know what I was saying. Basically, like, I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're against if if you're pro gay marriage, for example, yeah, like at least you're fighting for something that feels like a human right. You know, you're like, all right, cool. Like, this is this is good. To <laughs> oh, keep, you mean to there keep, is more important political impo- uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fight to be fought? Well, not and more important. Well, yeah, more important that for sure. This is more important than like parkour's. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, we should all be worried about like that. If we're gonna put like a moral outrage into something, let's put it into yes, something that's yes, like actually yes, yes, ethically. Yes, yes. You know, you can you can stand behind this stuff. It's like it's more people being you know concerned with capitalist interests and stuff like that. I think more than anything, they just don't want like people greedy people bastardizing the sport. But that's going to happen probably either way no matter what you know like that's that that's the nature of of human beings is like the people that are interested in money are going to try to make money off of everything that exists you know and parkour now exists and so parkour is going to be in that equation and And we don't get to we don't get to we probably won't be the only thing to escape that that's all i'm saying and so like yes i think it's more important to to just all keep talking about it because that's how we move forward is when we keep talking mm-hmm. keep discussing these things and making them better through our conversations but like the main point is even if fig pass and all that that will never prevent sam from being vegan and jumping yeah. on the forest yeah man or making your sick parkour video or, or making he's making great parkour video too yeah all right <laughs> I think well, we can wrap like this up. An hour and a half to <laughs> just basically it? be like, it's all good. I don't know. How just, long is it? Maybe two hours? It's probably two hours, man. It was a beast. Yeah, we went for two hours. The, the official longest podcast of really? High Drop History. Ooh la la. And uh, I think we kind of uh, said it all for sure. We probably said it twice over in some areas, but... Um, Thanks a lot, man, for sharing your insights. Is there anything else? like? Thanks a lot for having me on the podcast, man. It's a real honor. It's been a pleasure having you on, dude. I'm glad we got to talk about some of these serious things. I'm glad that you're uh, brave enough to share some of your stories on it, you know? Yeah, Bob. Because there might be some people, like, obviously, you've experienced already that, you know, have try to, to shut me down. But, uh, yeah, I welcome it. I welcome it as well. And I, I try to keep an open mind with all these things because uh, it is too complex, I feel like, to have... To feel like I know what's going on. It's very complex. Like to have a real deep discussion about it, we would need like uh, someone who's against it, someone who's inside, someone yeah. who's for it. I mean, Maybe who's that's for the... it? You know, like I don't know really. Who's someone like, who's like super pro for yeah, it. Yeah, I Maybe don't we gotta know. get Watanabe on this bitch. Watanabe will be nice, <laughs> but like from someone from the parkour community that's really into. It. Maybe someone from the parkour commission. That'll be awesome to have them. <laughs> it would be awesome. But for sure, if you have any more questions, guys, uh, don't hesitate to hit us on our direct message yeah holla holla at your boy at high trap at valentin dubois blacklist what is it what's your yeah, instagram I need handle to change my instagram i need you to help me out on that All right, my instagram we'll right $500 now and then is, i'll help okay. you out <laughs> <laughs> um, it's valentin blacklist that's the perfect. right now but it changed every six months um yeah fuck yeah thank you guys for listening by the way this is the semi-annual episode 
two uh, half a year into high drop rebuild. We're fucking 26 stoked. episodes already. 26 episodes, man. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you uh, again. We got some Patreon supporters. Finally, we got the Patreon up and we already got some support on there. So much love to those guys because that's Who huge for they? me. Shout out to um, them. To let's Dante. give it up. Yeah, let's give it up right now. We got Dante Grazioli, a former guest. And we have Travis Lee, a future guest. Thank you, Travis. And um, our most recent of all the Patreon subscribers is Elizabeth Hopkins. So we very Elizabeth much appreciate Elizabeth, too. Yeah. Shout out to, you know who it is? Uh, I don't know if she's She's a met, cool girl from I, UK. Yeah, really yeah. nice. I'm talking with her a little bit on uh, the instant messaging of whatever. Instagram, Facebook, I don't remember. But yeah, much love to all you guys for listening. And uh, I hope you guys hope we'll all continue this discussion. I mean, this has been a theme for the podcast already. You know, yeah, we've had Max I listened to one with in depth um, about it. Max, Max, Max Henry. Yeah. It's going to be an ongoing thing. I want to keep updating myself. You know, like I'm interested in it. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Get at us in the comments. Get at us on the gram. Get at us. Just get at us, and then just get out there and do what you got to do. Son, just send it, bro. Just send it, bro. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Peace. All right, au revoir. How do you say it? Au revoir. Au revoir. Oh no, now my next caller. I don't know why I stress all of them. I just want the best out of them. I can hear my ex.